Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. After I woke myself up at 7.45 after traveling back from Buffalo, woe is me, I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) Anyways, everything this team does, like they do nothing right, and it's like... That's a great rant, Ev, I I love that. McConkie is a slot receiver. Keep chasing the untalented bums <laughs> and keeps oh. and seeing if, oh. oh. seeing if you can win like yeah, that so, oh. without Brady. I remember Paul calling Wes Welker pocket change. I was so. He took a rocket shot at me just now, Fred. He's 100% right because I said that. <laughs> want him, Evan. Uh, you I want would, Aaron Rodgers I would here. love it. I would love it. <laughs> be so mean to yeah. Evan. Evan be okay, like, I, just, I thought that not. was a really great throw. And he'd be like, shut up. He'd be like, oh, I love him. You, the four of you, are no on Aaron Rodgers? Uh, oh, I don't no. want the back-to-back league no. MVP. Like, what is wrong with you people? It's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> no. I think yeah. he has the best skills that I've seen. Yeah, yet as a thrower. Ha- yet you hate him and you don't want him uh, here. Uh, can I make one more point before we break? No, Bring I'm going to eat. Oh. Yeah. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium. And, uh... uh you know, big news yesterday, or big report yesterday from Tom Curran. We're going to leave right off with that, that the meeting between Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft did, in fact, happen, and Bill is open to making changes. So, basically, we're going to continue our discussion from yesterday uh, about what those changes might be. But, you know, before we get into that, and it's Deuce, it's Tamara, it's Evan, it's Paul, Matt's in the booth, I just want to say something about Matt Patricia, because, you know, every, it's, it's, you know, hunting season. Patriots Nation, instead of killing this guy, they should be thanking him, you know, because he was asked to do a he was asked to do a job that he's never done before, never had experience done at really any level. And he did it. He accepted the job and he did it to the best of his capability at the time. And whether or not you think it was all his fault, some of his fault, whatever, he he did what he was asked to do. That does not merit the attacks that, you know, you can say he didn't do a good job, but the personal attacks, and I, I know I've said this before, but I, I want to, we should actually be thanking him, assuming that changes are going to actually happen as a result of this meeting. Patriots Nation should thank him for the effort. I, I'm serious. I really am. I, I, I mean, I agree with the point. I just, I felt like he was put in an impossible position last year. Right. I mean, how, how do you coach the offensive line? Right. This kind is of on coordinate Bill. the offense. This You've never done either. Bill, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. It's it's not so. I just wanted I, I just needed to get that off my chest because I hear you know the buffoon and the lard ass and all this stuff and it's like it's not fair, you know. It's like Deuce if if I hired you to be a writer and then in midway I said hey can you start video editing? Well I could do that. Well I'll, I'll you know I'll I'll give it a shot. Humble brag. You, you know you step up you step up you know yeah. assuming you had yeah. never done it yeah, you yeah, step yeah, up yeah. and you yeah. give it a shot mm-hmm. because I asked you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you didn't do such a good job. Well, right. it's my fault. Yeah, it's I should have. I should have hired a video editor. Don't put me in that know? position. So yeah. right. So yeah. I, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Okay. All right. I I agree with your overall point that the, the, the name calling. It, 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 I hate it too. Like yeah. we're better than that, right? We're better than resorting to name calling. With that said, it's big boy business. No, I know. It's a big boy business. He didn't do a good job. He did not. And I, I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying that. Oh, he did a great job. He he did. He was asked to do a job, and he did it. Something he's never done before. So hey, thank you. 
now goodbye. Yeah. And I'm not saying you fire him either. Mm-hmm. Um, reassign him and let's, you know, assuming, you know, that the talk yesterday included what are we going to do with OC? And so now we can jump into what we think will come from yesterday's meeting. Precisely. I think that he, he played the hand he was dealt, and it wasn't a great hand, but he did the best he could with what he had. Yeah. And now, like I said, Tuesday, the Band-Aid's being ripped off. So I'm, I'm super excited that, you know, a lot of what we talked about was, you know, where, where's Bill's mindset right now? Does he think that everything went well this year? Does he think that he doesn't need to make any changes? Well, clearly he does think there needs to be changes made, and I'm excited to see what so they are. So I, I want to throw something out there to you guys. Do you find it at, at least a little curious that, Matt, uh, that Tom Curran is the only one to have this report? I, yes. I do, I do. I mean, it's just it feels like, oh, Thanks, Tom. We're okay now. Like, I, I mean, and I'm not questioning it. It's just funny how, well, Tommy Curran said it's going to be okay. So I guess this is well, what it is. You know, no, I, I just say, do you think? I, it, I mean, I, I don't think he said it's going to be okay. He just said that you know, reported it. Bill yeah. Belichick is open to making changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Somebody told Tom Curran yeah. that the meeting, in fact, took place, and that Bill is open to making changes. Right, and he and only him, because I assume if someone else got it, they'd be right out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so why, why him? Why only him? Also, uh, you guys tell me. Some you know of the details <laughs> also were very, very specific. So it was almost like he was in the room, right? And, and so it's obviously coming from somebody pretty high up because I don't think Tom would put his name on something that he's not oh, yeah. 100% on. I, yeah. I really believe that. So it's obviously coming from somebody that was probably in the room or adjacent to being in the room or, or whatever. But I, I did find it interesting that, that that came out and no one has really not i'm not saying it's wrong i just no one's no one's even really confirmed it right i know right. And that's what i'm just saying is like i and i i understood what how it was you know delivered but i just feel like you're telling us what we want to hear like mm-hmm. you know and maybe it is true but I, you're telling us what people want to hear and is it true i mean the proof is in the pudding with the moves that they're actually going to do so you're 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 calling off the dogs a little bit right now with that report, but at the same time, I just I, I wonder if there actually will be action. It's I just I I, 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 I think know. it's a fair. Uh, I think that's a fair wonder. Yeah. I, I I guess I'm in a vast minority. Mm-hmm. I wasn't anywhere near as excited about the way it was phrased yesterday as I was hoping to be. Okay, go on. I I, I just kind of like some of the phraseology, like Evan said. You know, there was a a paragraph there in the middle that I found really interesting when it said. As of, you know, 4.15 or something like that on Sunday, they were still potentially a playoff team. And had they made the playoffs, mm. it would it be possible if they would have kept, everything the, kept everything the same. So I understand Bill is a singularly focused guy, and he was it was all Buffalo. I get that. That's how he's always been. Yep. And that's how the head coach should be. He doesn't make a decision or he doesn't snap the ball until there's one second left on the play clock. But, but uh, am, am I to believe or infer from that? that line that the difference between changes and no changes was the result of the game on Sunday? Yeah, I don't buy that. I mean, And that scares the crap out of me right. if it's true. Right. That, yeah. Because I think it was pretty apparent a long time ago that they needed to do something different. Yeah. So, And I hope that they, they really do believe that something needs to be done. Yeah. So, again, I'm with Paul, and I'm with you, Deuce. Like, when are the changes going to be made? And I agree with what Curran said. This, you know, Bill is not going to be throwing red meat to the masses and 
this guy's fired, yeah. this guy's fired, and we're hiring this guy in big press conference. No that, one needs that. That's, that's not their style. Yeah. I know everybody mm-hmm. keeps talking but about that. No one needs that. And yeah. I also wonder if anyone's actually going to get fired or whether they'll, they'll be reassigned because it says several offensive coaches are under consideration for the Patriots 2023 staff. Right. So that makes me feel like no one – people might not be fired, but they might have a new – assignment yeah. yeah i took that a different way i did too part. i took that meaning there are several coaches that are going to be under consideration to come in from in the, the outside right mm. and and right. if and i hope that's true but they better move fast because if they're any good other teams are looking at them well too. that's why i wonder Jets about need this. an offensive yeah. coordinator now there's yeah. a lot of teams you know like right I, I have a guy by the way I, I shared this with fred before the show i have a guy and yeah. i like his i have thinking. a guy i don't know i don't <laughs> who's this guy greg olson tell us about from, your guy from the rams um oh. and, and you know i i when sean McVay, sean McVay is contemplating his future you know oh what was me i'm a head coach i made <laughs> like 20 million dollars a year uh, but he's contemplating his future. He almost retired last year after they won the Super Bowl. I, I think he might be stepping away. Um, I think he's burnt out. I think he's got Dick Vermeil syndrome a little bit, McVeigh. But anyway, he informed his staff that they're free to explore other op- opportunities because he doesn't want to hold them hostage, even if they're under contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, Greg Olson um, has spent not time the tight end, by the way. No, 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 <laughs> not the tight end. He is he, and he's a little older than I would like. He's fifty nine. Um, not that, you know, Fred told me not to be an ageist. I'm not an ageist. I mean, obviously, I'm 54, so I'm not an ageist. Um, he spent some time with um, the Raiders last year and arguably had the best success with Derek Carr. I mean, the Raiders had a pretty yeah. good offense last year. He's been with the Rams previously. He had a really good year with Jared Goff, I think, in the Super Bowl year. Um, but he's a guy that comes from, and here's where Evan's going to fill in some blanks for me, He's under Sean McVay, which is sort of part of that Shanahan tree mm-hmm. and some of that offense and some of the some of the principles and concepts that I think think Bill wants to incorporate, and he could be available. Yeah, um, I hate the idea of them being a Shanahan offense. I really do. But if he wants to be a Shanahan offense, then, then he's got to hire you're, Shanahan. You're going to have to get over that. Uh, <laughs> I right? just I just don't think it fits the personnel. I think you got to start over. Basically, the only offensive lineman that you have currently on the roster that fits it is Cole Strange. So you're not going to run outside zone with a 340-pound guard, talking about Mike Onwenu. Like, you're just not – doesn't fit. Ramondre Stevenson in an outside zone, do you want him trying to bounce it out the out – the, around the corner? Like, you want Mac Jones bootlegging and throwing on the move? Well, I mean, you know what I feel – you actually said on Tuesday, and I agree with you, what Bill might think of the quarterback is maybe the sure, s- not but necessarily I, the same. I, I just – and I know it's worked with Jimmy Garoppolo to a, to an extent, and, and he's not exactly the most fleet of foot quarterback either. I, I just don't really love – I think you're completely overhauling not only the offense in terms of scheme, but I think you're also completely overhauling the offense in terms of personnel. And I don't think you have to do that. I, I think you have some good personnel on offense. I don't think it's all terrible. So I, I think that that's a big step. But uh, you like him over Zach Robinson. I don't know as much about Zach Robinson other than when he was here. But, right. Uh, um, I, 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 I mean, I'll, I'll take I, – I want somebody new. I want someone yeah. from the outside coming in. I love Bill O'Brien. And mm-hmm. I, when I say I love him, I love him. I loved talking to him. I, I love dealing with him on a, both a personal level uh, and professionally. 
I, I just think it's more I, it, more of the same. I'm not sure that, you know, it, it could very well be Bill O'Brien comes back here and we're fine. You know, and it might be a simple – we don't have to look. It's the the simple solution is sometimes the obvious one, right? Yeah. If it's not Bill O'Brien and then everybody keeps saying, then who? And there aren't a lot of examples. Zach Robinson, I'm fine. With, you know, Evan can sell me on Zach Robinson. So if – Guy could cover kicks like a banshee in like 2008. <laughs> I mean, in if the preseason. It, if, if it if – it, is going to be Bill O'Brien, what's the delay? Is it him, you know, fielding other offers? Or sure. is it the Patriots waiting to see who shakes loose? I mean, i got to imagine he's going to be in the mix in Houston and Tennessee. I mean, he's, he's going to be in demand. New Orleans, possibly Vegas. I just, I, I mean, I have a real concern. I mean, maybe even the Jets, too, who also need Yeah, him. I mean, i I got a real concern that unless it's maybe Bill O'Brien or, or one or two other guys, they're not going to have an offensive coordinator. They're going to do a, a team thing again. Like, I and have it, a real concern and about that. That's why I'm excited some new about the story They're going to bring some new, new, new people in, probably, and there'll be some actual offensive coaches. But I don't think anybody's getting the yeah. offensive coordinator. It's going to continue to be this – we're going to do it by committee. And I don't because think this that works. Well, to me, that's one of the changes I'd ask for if I'm Robert Kraft is, like, give the guy the title and the job. Yeah. So what if that's, like, Bill O'Brien's thing where he's just like, I don't want to come in here and be part of a – Yeah, well, I think right. he would. I, I think he guy. would be. Right. A guy right. who had already been in the NFL. You don't bring in Bill O'Brien yeah. for him to not no, be. He, yeah, he'd no, he'd be he the offensive be. coordinator if it was him. But, you know, if we're going to go back with Tom Curran reports, Tom Curran is reporting that there's been no contact mm-hmm. between the Patriots and Bill O'Brien. Right. So what's the delay? If if you're interested, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, this is the advantage I, you have of I, being out now. I, I'm afraid what you said, Deuce, and what you said, Paul. Like, you know, Bill said, yeah, I, I, I'm not happy either. Changes have to be made, but what's the pacing of those changes? You know, uh, are I, we just going to wait and I make just, it make a decision when there's no other, t- there's no time left, yeah. or, or are we going to be proactive and we're going to be aggressive in Get what we want, not what's left. I, I, I mean, I, to continue this point, though, I just don't think anybody's going to be happy unless there's a named offensive coordinator. And even if they bring in somebody who has potentially coordinated an offense elsewhere, can, will they get that title here? I don't think so. And I think that that's going to be a sticking point, even if they have an offensive coach on that side of the ball, if they continue to not have coordinators. And I'd throw, I, I think the defensive side of the ball is interesting as far as this as well, because if Mayo leaves... Does Steve Belichick get the defensive coordinator job? I mean, he kind of deserves he it. He should. You know, but do they not? Do they not? Because then it makes them seem like they have to give an offensive coordinator too. You know, like are those two mm. connected? Like do they have to make those moves at the same time? Or could they just continue to go no coordinator route? Why does it have to be so complicated? I know. Exactly. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> right. And, and, and I think that these are the kinds of questions that Evan – see, Evan's just coming in now with us for a year. Like these are the kinds of things that drive me insane because somehow they've convinced people Others, they've convinced Patriots that, that this fans is okay. that yeah. this is, but this is this is part of the reason they win. Right, we heard it all off mm-hmm. season. You don't want to hire a defensive, an offensive coordinator because then the other teams that you're playing would understand the tendencies of the offensive coordinator. Like, this is really what some people think that these yeah. things help them win, and I would argue they actually hurt you. They yeah. actually prevent you from spending time worrying about actual football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when you're winning an, an unprecedented amount of games and it's easy to point to seven different things that, that are part of it, and now when nothing's really working and you have a crappy offense that's near I the know. bottom of the league at every important but stat, you can't really When your quarterback is a, d- is a de facto that's a part of it. <laughs> offensive coordinator yeah. in his own right, right. 
just you gives know, you so much freedom you, yeah, to mess up you on can get away with this stuff. Have a but bad I, start to a game. I agree with Deuce's point about if they do the we don't believe in titles thing again, I think people won't be happy. I'm pretty sure that Matt Patricia will not be calling plays next year. But if it's just sort of a mishmash and, you know, shell game, we're going to mm-hmm. move this guy over here and move that guy over here, and there's no, like, hiring of an offensive coordinator, then I don't think that's going to work. That's that's where I'm, I keep reading that sentence in the article where it says reassignments are going to happen. That makes me feel like people are just going to be moved around. Well, reassignments, they, well, reassignments yes, are going to happen that. because Matt Patricia is not going to be the offensive yeah. and coordinator. And he shouldn't get fired. And he's not. I, yeah, I don't think he's going to get. It's going to get moved back upstairs. Yeah, yeah. senior I, I football like advisor. I like that. Why not just I make like him the that. defensive coordinator? Yeah, because yeah. I think Steve is better at it than him. I, he might be. He might be. You know, I, I know that's the other thing. A lot of people, you know, get on Bill about the, you know, the. I hate that nepotism and all that, that stuff. But Brian and Steve could, in their own right, be good. Steve you know? is a good play caller yeah. on the defensive side of the ball. So, like, if they're good, they're good. I don't care who their daddy is. You know. No, I'm yeah. serious, you know. It, so, like, well, I, I mean, it's been happening. For and 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 I'm the other thing about it, <laughs> and I'll, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that I sit next to you at home games. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet you that the other coaches and players see Bill being harder on Steve than he is on anyone else. Yeah, like the bar for Steve, at least internally, has to be higher because he comes in with the, hey, it's the coach's son, so he has to perform higher to get the attention of of the players and, and the respect of the players because he is the coach's son. So in, in many ways, yeah, he got the job. But once you get the job, you got to prove yourself. And I think he's done or he's doing that. If, you it, know? if Bill didn't give him the D.C. title, though, when Mayo left, why, why do you think he would do that? I think, it, I think it's optics. I think he just he – just, you know, which I is annoying I because worry because so like much about I know so, so I know. Mike Shanahan like you know gives Kyle the the OC title in Washington and nobody bats an eye at that right but if he does it here I I, I just I come to Steve's defense because I I really feel like he's called the defense very well for two to three years now I I really do but I, you don't think the Schottenheimers and Shanahan's have gotten criticism for hiring their kids in the past. I guess maybe I don't know. I'm not as plugged into those situations, maybe, but that, that's a good point because maybe my delusion of having to spend so much time with Felger and Maz, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe isn't necessarily a, a an accurate cross view of of most people. No, thoughts. I mean they have yeah. got criticized, but you know, a lot of times these kids are good. I mean, you know? he's been around the freaking team for like 20 years. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like, you know, I, I don't. I so yeah. have I. Yeah. yeah. That's I why you're so good. Their, you're the best at what you do. <laughs> Doesn't give me any credentials. But you know, a lot of it could be like, okay, you know, out of respect to Gerard, like Gerard's part of it too. I don't want to name Steve DC and people think that Gerard isn't as good. You know, so it, that could be part of it. Like while Mayo's here, he's not going to give anyone the title. But once one of them goes, and it looks like it's going to be Gerard, okay, yeah. Now Steve, you're the DC. I, I, I get I kind of get that I kind of get that. I think it'd be interesting to see what Mayo does as a play caller and just what kind of defensive coordinator he is if he goes somewhere. You know, just to you know, it's hard to extrapolate who does what. But I mean, I think everybody has kind of come to the conclusion. Steve calls the plays. Gerard kind of calls the sideline, and and they kind of tag team other stuff. But I mean, well, it's definitely a, if a, a I was transition. hiring, if I was interested in hiring Gerard, that would be part of my interview. Is like Gerard, what do you do there? And what have you done? No, I'm serious. Yeah. What is it what's exactly your role? You do what, what's your role? And what have you done to earn 
looks as DC because yeah. I, I have to be honest with you. Looking in, I don't know where the you know the the roles are, what the responsibilities yeah. are. So tell me what your responsibility was and why that you know gives you the the cred to be now a, D, a DC. I I want to know that. Fred, you saying all that <laughs> is kind of just like why they won't name one because they're like, see, it's working. <laughs> Nobody knows who's what, who's doing what. Yeah. yeah, that right there. But I, that does that help them win games? It, it doesn't. All right, and that's doesn't. Paul's point. And, and Mayo's going, so it's not helping you retain no, your coaches. It's right. not helping anything I, at all. I just feel like literally since I've been here, it's like they're like we're the New England Patriots, and we don't have to do anything that anyone else is doing. We can do everything our own way. That's right. the vibe I've gotten since I've been here. That's the vibe. We're that not a lot everybody of else. Get. We do everything in our own way, and, and, and it doesn't matter. And you know, people look at Bill as like you know, kind of straight laced. He's a rebel. He really is. He's he's a rabble rouser. He's been all his life. You know, he 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 goes against the grandmother. He goes against the grain a lot. He's Han you know? Solo. Like he was rebel the guy. I'm he a was, rebel no, like like alone. You, you know, there's all kinds of like uh, examples. Like he's the guy that wouldn't pose for the coaches photo oh, yeah. for all those he won't years. he doesn't go into madden he won't be there's always some random dude yeah. coaching the madden it's, it's what, whatever coach. it is he, he's he, he's not he doesn't always go with the flow you know <laughs> no that's just who's any job. coach like he refuses <laughs> to do things that the nfl <laughs> requires you talk, like you talk about adding, tendencies yeah. and that's his tendency you're just adding unnecessary stress and complication for no reason like your life could be so much simpler if you just do things okay these so aren't even I, things that like the, I will say this though: on the defensive side of the ball, we we don't know what's going on. The players and and the coaches knows what's going on on that side of the ball. The offense is is a totally different story. Uh, from everything that I've heard from the players uh, in the locker room, is that uh, where Gerard's value really is is that he's a great presenter. Okay, so he's usually the one that gets into the front of the room and presents the game plan to the defense. And he's very, very good because I would assume a lot because he played as able to re- retain and well, relay great, that But if you're going to be my DC, you got to be yeah. the one making and, the game plan. And, too. And, and I was well, I, he, I think that's a collaborative thing. Um, between him and, and and Steve, and then obviously Bill comes over the top and says, no, you know, let's make sure I, this is buttoned th- up. That and this could and that. be the way, but. Again, if I'm hiring him as the DC, yeah, uh, that's not our. That's not not how we're set up. What what can, what have you done, Gerard, to give me the confidence that you can not only present but you can come up with the scheme? Yeah. Well, I think because he's, he's going to need to do that. I mean, f- for me, I, I would look at as if I was in Gerard Mayo's position, doing the things like that. Evan just laid out. I'd be frustrated because I would feel like it's almost like practicing football all week, and then you get into the game and you're just kind of like. All right, nickel personnel go. Like you're just calling personnel. You're not in the game. You're not calling the plays. You're not you know, like like I imagine as a coach and a play caller that that's what you want to do. I mean, I imagine that he is like sure. hearing Steve call plays and like okay, okay. And like not that there's you know controversy behind them, but I just if I was that guy and I want to coach, I want to call plays. I want to be in the game. I want to be that guy, not the guy who's all right, guys. This is what we're gonna do this week. You know, like that stuff. That's not right. the, the fun part. Their of relationship the is a, a lot like brothers. I would say where like there's some you there's some tension there just because of that's the nature of their two positions but those guys are inseparable they're mm-hmm. they're they're Playing with each catch. other all the time um, so it's interesting because they there's definitely on the surface it does not appear that there's any sort of animosity or tension between the two of them but just the nature of their their job is obviously that there's going to be some some power struggle there a, a little bit which i do i it has to exist but i yeah. don't think it's anything personal at all yeah 
I'd agree. I mean, they they play catch a lot. You see them they spend a lot of time, and we've seen them yeah. even in the building a lot, walking out together. Always, yeah. They Always spend a lot of time. Quite together. the pair. <laughs> quite the pair. Yeah. So, but I I want to root out in an interview. Drive. What exactly did you do there? Yeah, well, and you know? I, but I, well, I think that's too, an like, easy And answer, he's like, though. I was a defensive play caller for the, the team when I played. So, like, I mean, I, you know, I, I, he knows I, the role. He and, could say, I mean, if you're Mayo, you could say, I ran the defense. The coach's son got the credit for calling the plays. Like, it's an easy interview process if you wanted to do it that way. Like, I don't think that's a big deal. Now, whether or not it's accurate, and you're hiring the right guy, if you're you're hi- I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know how great these coaches are. It sounds like in Cleveland, it's going to be Brian Flores. Be flow. Oh yeah, that's th- he's the first one in, and and that that seems to be yeah. the the consensus is that he's the the front runner for sure. Like I, I made the argument with with my my boys on my show yesterday. You know, they were like, you know, what kind of messages it send when you if you let Mayo go, and then and I was like, well, what if Steve Belichick's a better coach than Gerard Mayo? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying ta- I'm not saying that he is. Please don't put words but, in my but mouth. But what if? But I'm asking, what if? Yeah. yeah. They know, right. like. Right. I, so I don't, I don't think, and they were like, "Well, it just sends a bad message because the players look at it as the you know the coach's son." I was like, "Well, the players also know if the coach's son is a right. is, is a worthy right. coach. They know yeah, if he's yeah. any good." <laughs> now I have my questions about that. I don't know what they all think, right? But I, just saying, like, just just to make a blanket statement and saying what kind of message does it send? Well, it sends n- no message because if Mayo's going because there's a guy ahead of him. What? Who cares what the guy's yeah. last name is? If he's ahead of him, if he's a better coach, yeah. I, you know, I just don't I, think it's that big a deal. What about Mayo to uh, Tennessee? Are they? Hmm. I don't. No, they, they, most of the defense, coaches they got rid of were offensive yeah, guys, right? OC. Okay. Not. I don't think on the D. The D end. I'm sure that's Vrabel's show. Yeah. Anyway, I just I would just say like when we got to actually see Mayo last week at the podium, I think it's one of the first times I've seen him just kind of speak at a podium. He's 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 got it, you know. Like he just has that. He's command an engaging personality. He is. He is yeah. Like know. to Evan's point about he's a presenter. Yeah. He's like he articulates. Just, articulates I could see this guy the, as a head coach. Points well. Yeah. Were yeah. we talking about that on Tuesday? Like how important it is that you need to be a great teacher. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So the guy that I think that they're grooming to potentially take over for Mayo if Mayo does leave is DeMarcus Covington who uh, a lot of the players really like in that locker room and uh, this year I think he talk, took on a little bit more responsibility on the sideline on game day and stuff like that as well uh, he's a defensive line coach currently so I I think that they're they have him in the wings like I I just yeah he did the like development he went to with some part of some program yeah. last year where yeah he flew out and i just am so i guess i'm just not worried about the defense if no. Ma- if mayo leaves but it's mostly because of bill but it, i just they lose yeah. patricia their defense is fine they lose flores their defense well, is fine I, agree, I completely agree i don't worry about the coaching on yeah. defense i worry about the players but yeah. we started talking about this seven because you said why don't you just put patricia as dc i said it oh you said it yeah. somebody said it it's like well you don't need to do that. Yeah. You know? I, if you want to move Patricia back over the defensive side of the ball just to fill out the staff on that side of the ball, I, I mean, it's ridiculous that you're bouncing the guy around, but I, I would much rather him on that side of the ball coaching linebackers like yeah, he used well, to do or something like that. That's all I'm saying. He's a right. defensive coach. If you're losing a defensive you know, personnel – then right. I mean, now, if they want him to coach, you know, he used to coach linebackers for the Patriots. Gerard Mayo coaches linebackers for the Patriots right now. So if Gerard Mayo gets hired by somebody else and you want Patricia to f- 
go back to coaching linebackers like he used to do, then that and he's makes tight more sense with, than coaching he's tight with Steve, yeah. too. But then you can't really take play calling from Steve and give it to him. So is he going to be ready? Like, you go from making him do too much to now he's just kind of the guy on the sideline like Gerard is doing the, the play. I, oh, you give him other things to do. I just wonder, do you think it's more likely that he goes up to uh, up back to the football advisor role or coaches the offensive line? Like, I, from what I heard before he was given the uh, offensive duties – was that he was getting really involved in personnel. Mm -hmm. And he was actually building up that department, like from software up to people who work in there. He was like building his own department there. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I was really surprised in the off season when we found out he was now gonna be a play caller. And because I thought that's what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. He wanted to get more involved in the general manager Personnel yeah. side of football because he was sick of coaching. So if after that's that de- true, after that Detroit experience, yes. if that's true, and you thought that that's what he wanted to do, then I would expect Deuce's yeah. uh, scenario. He'll and if back, I'm right, he'll go back if, to like a right, quasi if, uh, front office. Then, then the thank you becomes Ernie even Adams. bigger yeah. because he yeah. basically took a year off from his career path to help out the team. I mean, I don't mean it as a shot of. I mean, geez, I, I mean, I think it. we should just buy him like uh, you know. I a, do a, roses a new, or whatever. A new, a new car. Yeah, I mean, sure. Sorry. I mean, the sacrifices that this man made. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you're so like, why do you have to like thank him? He did a terrible job. But you don't have to call him names. I get that. <laughs> I, I thought I explained myself Evan. well. I don't need to yeah, explain you know, any further. I mean, we really, we should thank him. <laughs> drag him. Thank you for wasting a year of Mac Jones's development. Thank you for having him regress. Well, and ruining our first round quarterback. I would say the first point though. We so, you know, I made it 29 yeah. minutes before I addressed that open. <laughs> well, but I do think that we were support, not supportive, but we were understanding of that decision all along. I mean, they said it from the get-go. How does Matt Patricia have a good season? He is stacked up against the odds. There was no way it was going to happen. And at the very least, he was going to catch crap the whole season right. long for the blocking, for the offensive coordinating. Like, I mean, that stuff always gets I agree with all 100%. that. He still could have done that. a better job. Oh, no, and I, I and agree I with that point. And I don't need to thank him. <laughs> But how many people were just like, Josh, oh, my God, Josh, the worst play caller. Like, oh, my God. And then Josh leaves, and you're like, oh, wow, actually, we could have used probably him a little bit. You know, like, it's, I don't I just, yeah, if I, I, I feel like criticism of play calling Paul, is such a, like, Paul was very much a, thing. like, I only give credit where credit's due. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, like, it's Josh McDaniels. business. <laughs> and that's the thing is, if any of us performed in our job the way Matt Patricia did, nobody would be thanking us. No. <laughs> They'd be thanking us for our, our time and please go away. Right. <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm trying I, to imagine what that would look like. And, and listen, I, I am very much sympathetic to what he had to go through in terms of taking the bullet. Like, they got stuck with, with what they felt were no options. Yeah. And he did it. He, he did them a solid. But it didn't go well. No, it didn't. I but, can appreciate he, that. He doesn't, he need, also, but he doesn't need to have his name... Like right, sullied, and well, he, not not for his performance, but the, the, the name, like the name calling, yeah. like oh, yeah. Evan said, like right. you don't have to like criticize his appearance because he you didn't like the way he called plays. Yeah. Like that's where I would say is it's unfair, and that happens a lot. I mean, I do think you got to point out that he's kind of getting it pretty good for wearing the Goodell barstool shirt and now people are you know like like well, some of it some we, of it was actually we haven't heard that for a while but we I, criticized yeah. him for that at the well time. there's a lot of people who have now made yeah. the matt patricia version of the barstool shirt of, of him being oh i didn't know with that the, uh, with the with the i didn't know the that. clown nose on the other thing though and i also have a gripe to pick with you from your felger maz appearance oh, yesterday talking about paul not me yeah but I, <laughs> I have a feeling i know what it is but go ahead. i'm gonna go with this first though they they had other options no, like I, like I this, said they think they the, had no the, other the, 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 we can't let them off the hook for that though. 
because they had other they had right. other options internally. Again, like everybody keeps asking me about Nick Cayley. Like I would have much rather have seen Nick Cayley fail on the job than to, than to do what they did. So if they he, did if have he did exactly options. what Matt Patricia sure. did, but it's on. At Bill. least I would say, right. oh, it was an offensive guy and he wasn't ready for that yet. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Even if he was just as bad as Patricia was. Yeah. So what's the uh, the, the the nitpick? Oh on, yeah, uh, so I listened Felger to you Mads. on Felger Maz. It was great. I'm not just blowing smoke. Good job. Okay, but <laughs> I disagree with but with everything you said. No, not everything. <laughs> I I disagree with one big thing. What you said? No on Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, well, I said that to you on Tuesday. I'm out on Cliff Kingsbury. But your your reasoning that you're out on Cliff I Kingsbury. I just think he's been surrounded by immense offensive talent and really hasn't had great offenses at Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech, they he put up forty five a game. At Texas Tech but doesn't everybody in that right? Conference? Yes, right, and they lost. And they they lost. were top five in the in the lost. in all of FBS in every category on offense. And, and they lost. Did they win. They lost all the games. They I'm not asking him coach. to be the head, head coach. Losing record. I'm not asking him to be the head coach. The reason why he got fired at Texas Tech is because they had no defense. Okay, he couldn't build no, up the defense side of the ball. Nobody in their conference has the defense. Though. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't all, care all about the all of the teams are operating the same way. He had. We're not making him the defense. Oh, I don't think we're making him the defense. He had a generational no, player at the most important position and he threw for 5,000 yards and I 40 touchdowns and he, couldn't win, and he couldn't win with them he couldn't win with I mean, them but they I'm were like 12 and win. 15 in his starts or something yeah, like 13 no. and 15 but I'm not asking I'm not asking him to do that though but I'm okay. asking him to find a way to score enough points to win the games and, and he, they it, scored 45 a game and it, but it required 55 like you got to do it he had a guy oh that the other goodness. teams didn't against no defense oh. Oh, and the, and and more importantly than the Mahomes part of it, which I I, I had a feeling that that's what you were going to pick. Uh, he hasn't had good offenses in Arizona. He handpicked the guy. He actually said before he left Texas Tech, it would be Kyler Murray. If I had the first pick, it wouldn't even be. It. And then he got the job, and he took Kyler Murray. I mean, they were and good by the last way, year, it's not fair. like Kyler Murray is like, you know. Given all the Mac Jones excuses, like, you know, I don't know, we don't have any receivers. They had, like, really good talent around him. Mm-hmm. And for other than one half of one season that he was there, they were kind of average at best. And this year they, they stunk so on I, offense. So they, and by the way, who pointed fades. that out to me? You. They, they, <laughs> heading into the Arizona game. They notor- he notoriously fades down the stretch. That's that's a big thing with him post-Thanksgiving or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he that, that does happen with them. Uh, but I, I like it for two reasons. One, because it would be fun as hell for me. Like I just watch. I, he's just a really creative schemer. Uh, so the different things that they would do um, in terms of formations and motion and all this kind of stuff that I always geek out about. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, the other thing that I like about him is that he played quarterback. And I, I think that when you see across the league, a lot of the young quarterbacks when they get with a guy that played the position. It, it brings out the best in them. You know, I, I think that that really does matter. It, it, it just, you have this, you're of like mind, right? Like you're on the same page. I, yeah, I get it. I just, so you had said that you don't want a Shanahan guy because yes. you don't think it fits Mac Jones, but like you want like an air raid guy because you think it does fit Mac Jones. I think that there are elements of oh, it. Oh, hang that up do. and listen. I think there are elements of it that do. I think that the biggest reason, so. They tried to be a gun team this year, right? They, they, that's what they were. They were a spread team. They mm-hmm. tried to spread the field, and and I think when you play that type of offense, 
for the most part, you better have good receivers because if you're going to do that, then your guy, your receivers got to win one-on-one matchups because you're not going to use misdirection and motion and play action and all these bells and whistles to get guys open. You're just going to expect the guy to beat the guy across from you. So I think Cliff does a little bit more uh, of that type of stuff. What he really does though is, you know, he'll he'll start in trips like three to the side and then he'll motion a guy and then it will be four strong. And that's like really difficult to defend four strong to one side of the field. So he uses a lot of those types of formation manipulation to get guys open as, as more than just one-on-one. I also think that he would really help them on early downs. I think they'd be a lot more innovative on, on how they called first down. Well, um, listen, if you're going to ask me Matt Patricia again or Cliff Kingsbury, I'm a thousand times Cliff Kingsbury. You, like, just, you like the other options so, better. So when you're saying, like, he'll do more things, absolutely. Like, what, we're not going to have a repeat of 2022. Right. You know, regardless of who we pick. So I'm not telling you I am unequivocally, Cliff Kingsbury can't spell offense. I don't want him anywhere near my offense. No. If I'm, if I'm faced with the options and he's the best one, I'll take it. I just don't think his track record is anywhere near as strong as people think it is. And I think if he wasn't a Patriots draft pick, people would consider him another one of those guys who've just flamed out like different kind of offense but like frank reich i i I wouldn't be opposed to a guy like frank reich yeah i kingsbury is not my number one choice my number choice would be bill o'brien but he's my number two choice I, i i just frank reich worries me because i think that that's a very it's kind of like the Shanahan thing like that's a very like you're hiring him to run his system and it's very hyper specific and I don't I don't love the system so I like I like, yeah, I like there's all different runs. things and, and again if we're faced with the options he could be the best one Kingsbury so don't you think it'd be like great to hire said person sooner rather than later, so I that do. you could get the pieces to fit Absolutely. whatever system? I this think the deadline, wants to teach? the hard, the hard deadline to me is the combine. Okay. Because right now the coaches go on vacation, like they're going to yep, be they're going to be gone a week weeks. and a half, evidently. Right. So I, I think the hard deadline because once you get to the combine, that's when team building really is starting. Well, plus right? you're starting to think about what you're going to. You know where are you going to go in free agency? Where are you going to go in the draft? The kinds of players you're going right. to require. You need to have, you know, an idea of what kind of system you're going to run by. Yeah. Now. Well, and I have a question on those lines. But do you think that what, what's the most likely thing that they're going to bring in an offensive coordinator who has their own system that they will then install? That they will bring in somebody who has their own system, but that we're going to kind of make it our own little Patriots Frankenstein using some of what we had last year? Or do you think they're going to bring somebody in and be like, this is our system, this is our playbook, this is what you have to coach? Not the latter. You know, I, and I, I agree don't think that's they the have, i got to be honest with you. I think that they're, they're incapable of bringing somebody in who doesn't know their system yeah, that's, and, and having them understand it. That's why I ask. And so, I mean, I mean Bill we, just O'Brien, saw, we just saw that. Well, what is this system that they ran last year? Was this, Is this Bill O'Brien will come in and be like, oh, I got it? Or See, is Bill I think O'Brien Bill O'Brien could come, in, come say, in and you could say, we're going to run the Patriots system. We're going to Alabamaize it, you know, to, yeah. uh, to an extent, you know, because Mac Jones taught Alabama to, to Bill O'Brien. So there's some comfort level at least yeah. on, a, on a minor level i don't think anybody would argue bill o'brien's probably the best choice yeah yeah right but i also just wonder you know how do you, how do you get mac back and i know a lot of people out there are con- concerned about mac third system third year i have keep changing it I up have that's why i like bill o'brien so much because it's not you're not doing that that would be yeah. the least invasive but who else? i agree with evan is there anybody else that's not that chad o'shea but i i don't like it yeah 
I he was not good in Miami yeah. with Brian Flores. I think he's a position coach. Yeah, right. so I that's why I like Bill O'Brien so much is because you're basically you're running the Patriots offense that he ran in 2021 with an Alabama flair, which is plus you could have perfect. a delay a game penalty right. and you might have a fight in the middle of the field. It'll be awesome. <laughs> and we're all here but, for but that, aren't we? I, I just think that Matt, I think that transition's really smooth for Mac. And that's why I think sometimes that like Frank Reich, you brought up him that terrifies me because that's, that is a third system in yeah. the third year. Right. Oh, yeah. that's a no, like a lot of these guys, it would be, you know, if you're going outside, Totally, you're probably going third system in three years. Yeah. So since the Patriots love to do the non-obvious choice or the less easiest choice, I should say, then that probably means they're probably not going to go with Bill O'Brien. They'll go with somebody else. But that's such yeah. a I, – I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'll just say, if Bill O'Brien's not the offensive coordinator by the combine, I'm going to be mad. Yeah. I'm going to be mad. He, he has no contract. And Matt Evan is the best. <laughs> he, has, he has no job. <laughs> mad, mad, mad. Okay. He, he wants to get back into the NFL. Mm-hmm. And what better way to get back into the NFL than to come back to New England, fix Mac Jones, and now you have another Unless res- you have resume a head pattern. coach offer somewhere. Yeah, I he's think, not. I don't, I don't think he's going to I don't get know if he will have job. that. Okay. But he, uh, sure. That would be the only, the only thing. But I, I just. It makes sense, but you know, after a year of doing no, what didn't make sense, you absolutely need to do the right thing here. And it's so obvious, and it's staring right at you. The guy coordinated your offense and the Alabama offense, and that's the two offenses your quarterback played in. Yep. What if if what if Bill's thinking is I'd rather have somebody here that I know is going to be here for a while? Then that's a mistake. Okay. I think it's the same as Saban. I think Saban goes every two years. He signs because he knows that his guy is probably going to get a better job after he's done at Alabama yeah. because Alabama's going to make him look good because they have five-star recruits yeah. all over the place. I've said that many times about the whole conspiracy theory that he did Patricia last year because he, he knew if he did O'Brien, it would be a one and done. I hate that. I so, hate that. So that, that you're, intentionally, you're, you're intentionally not doing what's in the best interest of right. your team. That's what I don't like about it. You should hire the coach that's going to put your team in the best position to succeed. And if he has to leave after a year or two, then you have to find another one that yeah. you think is because guess what? He's only going to leave if he does a good job and Correct. you have a good offense. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to get back and to. If it's, let's hang on to all our coaches for the next ten years. Yeah. If like, O'Brien, it's if it's New Orleans, Tennessee, Vegas, those are the teams that we've kind of heard about. Okay, I can make an argument that the Patriots is better than New Orleans because right now they don't know. Better than Tennessee because who knows about this, the health status of Tannehill? Yeah. Now, I think if he went to the Raiders, it would probably be un- with an understanding that we're doing something big, you know. But otherwise, he might look at his – he knows Mac Jones a little bit. He knows what he can do and what he can't do. And I think O'Brien wants to come back here first and foremost because of this is where he's from. A family. His family's here. <laughs> um, he he has, Yeah. He could come back and, and – Give us his southern accent and say, I want to be part of the program up here <laughs> in, in, in Foxborough. <laughs> I was born a uh, I, I think that's why he wants to come back here. But I could understand if he looked at it and said, you know, that's a tough that's a that's a tough turnaround. I mean, I'd be here for it, Paul. I would just want to see him coming back into the building and seeing you and like that, you know, reunion of you the and bro, him the and bro you're hug. Like, oh, you're still here. Oh, like, you know, God, he'd be all over. Oh, yeah. It'd be fun. <laughs> the bro hug would be uncomfortable. Would you hug? You have until the combine okay. bill. Just put you on notice. <laughs> He you better to, hire somebody. He used to bust uh, balls for me and Andy like you would. Re- oh, which means I didn't. 
you would get it. There we go. <laughs> I like that. Oh, can I talk ball with him too? <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I do want to talk about this uh, Chris Sims yeah. revelation that he had yesterday. Because if it's true, I mean, it's it kind of sheds a little light on yeah. what might have been going on throughout the season. So we'll get uh, we'll get into that right after this. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, 
And then, whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zell? No penalty there. Incredible! No way! As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance! Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing.
There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. What's up, everybody? Check out this snippet from the latest episode of Pats from the Past with James Devlin. Been lucky enough to be part of a lot of wins. Yeah. And when we're asked which one stands out, you know, obviously Super Bowls are more important than AFC Championship games, but I think you'd be hard-pressed to top just in terms of sheer skill on both sides of the ball, that game in Kansas City. What do you remember about it and, you know, just kind of the atmosphere and everything that went into it? It was probably one of the, the, the landmark wins for, for, for you guys. No question. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, thinking back on my football career, even from, you know, the start and when I was seven years old till. I retired in 2020. Uh, that stands out as the as my favorite football game I've ever played in, mm. um, and it could honestly like it gives me chills. Like I, if I didn't have the sweatshirt on, I'd show my my forearms <laughs> a goosebump right now. Um, it almost brings a tear to my eye, honestly, because it was like it was just it was it was like the perfect team against the world environment. First of all, Kansas City is a great place to play football. Um, and when we were walked in there like you could just feel how much we like no one wanted us to be there right so it was us like the 46 guys on the field plus you know all the the help we have on the sidelines so call it like 70 to 80 people it was like us against you know 
oh, close to 90,000. Um, and this way we started the game, like running the ball well, I think we, we ran lead on the first play. Sony broke it for like 13 or something like that. Um, and then, you know, and then it was the goal line run, bang, we score. Goal line run, bang, we score. Uh, and it was, everything was kind of like, you know, just building and building and building. And we knew that they were going to break at some point defensively if we just kind of kept just, you know, kept the, the punches coming. And uh, and then finally, yeah, it, it kind of did. And then they, they fought back and that whole, like, that just like ebb and flow of the game. And then, you know, going into overtime and, Jeez, like all the third downs that we converted. I mean, like it is like lighting me up right now just thinking about it. And then the final play is is one of my favorites of all time. And, you know, standing over Rex, you know, as he was in the end zone is like one of my favorite football memories. Um, yeah, it was uh, that was that was truly a special one. And just the feeling of like brotherhood that we had, like after we won that and like running off the field and just the exuberance. Um, uh, like among like the misery of all the fans and the other team it was like just it was perfect all right that was james devlin from pats from the past uh paul perillo and matt smith recently sat down with him and did uh another one in the podcast for pats in the past so uh check that out on patriots.com or wherever you get your podcast pats from the past so that sounded like it was a good uh interview paul it was a lot of fun, yeah. uh, and you know he had a lot of very specific memories that I thought were amazing. Just yeah. the recall, and you know, like him just talking about you know the first play was lead, and you know thirteen. I didn't look it, it up, but I'll, like Evan. but I'll bet you it was thirteen <laughs> yards too. Right. Um, yeah, just he's good guy. Uh, maybe a, you know a sort of an understated cog in in some of those great teams. You know, as a fullback. Um, you know, got a little Andy Hart in there. Just oh, yeah. out of, his, of course, you know, Andy had to sneak a question. Appreciation. In. I listened to it. It was, it was uh, fun. We yeah, had a fun I, time. I did a little write up off it. That was one of the things. I, the other thing uh, I would I would highlight I, that I liked. They asked him, you know, who's the toughest guy you had to go against, and he actually went with the Landon Roberts in practice yeah. as his toughest guy to take on. And you know, always the first day of pads would would similarly like, we're just going to do a lead, and it's going to be me versus him in the hole, and you know, big hit every single time. So I thought that was uh, I mean, no surprise with the Landon Roberts, a guy that was just I mean, talk about coming downhill. All right, pass from the pass with James Devlin. Check it out, Patriots.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before the break, I kind of teased um, something that Chris Sims. Uh, said and Matt, uh, Marine Matt got it uh, teed up for us. So let's listen to what he had to say and then we'll discuss. Mac Jones wasn't happy. He was telling people he wasn't happy. He was calling people about, hey, can you help us with ideas and do stuff like that, right? From my understanding, Belichick found out all these things. He found out that Mac was talking to people and all this, and there was some, you know, back channel. You know, conversations going on behind Belichick's back. And I think that's where it did get personal. All right, so that's Chris Sims. And Chris Sims, obviously the son of Phil Sims, but he played quarterback and was play, was here for a while. Um, one of those assistant coaches, low-level. I think he was in personnel, wasn't he? Yeah, low-level, yeah. So he was here for like a year or two. Yeah, it wasn't a long time. Yeah. He spent more time with us in the kitchen than he yeah. did with them. So um, I, I knew he wasn't long for this but place. But what he said, if true, is news. Yeah. Um, that Mac was calling around outside of the circle looking for help, ideas, um, which tells you a lot of things, that he didn't think that he was getting enough ideas here. He didn't think that, you know, 
they could supply him with the help that yeah. he needed. That that you know confidence, right? And so, like, if you're any coaching staff, but especially you know, yeah. Bill, you find out about that. I could see um, things getting a little frosty. Yeah, and maybe that's what we saw manifest out on the field. But again, if true, I don't know. But I did so, think it was kind of strange the way he said some of the stuff. Yeah, like a lot of you knows and uh, you know, and if uh, uh, you know, back channel. Uh, you know, uh, you know these talk like I don't know. He didn't. It didn't seem like it was long on specifics. Yeah, I, I don't know. I always just have my radar up with Chris Sims reports. I don't. There's just there seems to be sometimes to me ulterior motives with him and things that happen. But that said, I mean, taking it for what it is, it's uh, yeah, it's bad. I mean, that's I mean, you can understand why the coaching staff would be upset. I mean, what's worse than one of your players like going outside of the building and trying to consult with other coaches and other players for things like. I, I mean, I, I I guess my question would be, who was he talking? So so to? here's here's some. Now we don't. He didn't say when in the season this happened, but let's say that it happened early. Bill found out about it, was upset. Max actions like Minnesota doesn't show to me that this is a guy who was just disciplined or given his comeuppance by the head coach for doing like he didn't seem to have any like. Oh, I, I did a bad. Okay, I'm sorry. Like that. So, like that's why I kind of question the severity of this. What if he doesn't think he did anything wrong? Well, I I don't know, but like, I, I, you know, it sounded to me like he, he was told he did something wrong. No, I know, but what if he didn't think he did anything wrong? Well, like, I'm not apologizing for that. Yeah, and then it's even worse. You know, I, uh, well, I I have no idea if that's true. By the way, I'm just yeah. I'm just giving but you like, hypotheticals. But his actions afterward didn't come from. Didn't sound like somebody who had been humbled recently. No, so I don't think more somebody who was in con- currently yeah. in active yeah. conflict. Yeah, yeah, I'll wait for the next time I think he's been humbled. Yeah. I'll wait for the next time that Chris Sims is right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I take such a he uh, was in love with Mac Jones up until right. this year. I take such a big grain of salt with everything that Chris Sims yep. says. And to Paul's point, whenever he tries to act like he's got sourced information it, he never says it with any sort of conviction where you actually believe what he's saying <laughs> like right. did you like i yeah. that's it was kind of the way he said like if you just read that quote you'd be like wow but when i heard him say it and i and actually there was some you know you know uh there's a lot of um uh, you some, know no we don't tell you us. know back channel um but, talks so I wanted to pull up the quote from from Bill on on Monday at the press conference because I think the quote that's getting so much run is that Mac has the ability to play quarterback in this league. But the very next thing he said was we have to all work together to try to find the best way as a football team, which obviously the quarterback is an important position, to be more productive than we were this year. We have to all work together. together. And I think that as much as he's saying, you know, I think there's some of that with Mac, right? Like, I think it's buy-in. Like, yes, being able to, to say, hey, you know, we take the coaching. And I, I think that my guess is, honestly, is that Chris Sims is talking out of his butt. But I think that he's just reading the room like we all have all season long. And you can see, okay, that Mac was not sold on what he was being coached. Because it's right there for you. And I think that the head coach said to, said it as well. We have to all work together. And I think at times this year, uh, from training camp on, they felt like Mac wasn't pulling the rope the same direction that they were. Yeah, I agree. And and I think that's the bigger issue. I don't know if, if Chris Sims is talking out of his butt. Uh, but Because I think it's a big stretch to say I'm reading the room 
And I heard that he's was calling outside the organization for help, for suggestions. I think that's a big, you know, gap. But I don't know. Like I said, I didn't like the way he said it. Didn't say it with much conviction, you know. Um, but I do think that he, like Fred said, he was here. Phil Sims, Chris's father, was very tight with Bill Belichick. And I think there's a, a loyalty there. I wouldn't be surprised if that camp, the Belichick camp, let this be known. <laughs> what if Phil Sims was one of the people he called for help? <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. And then it got who, back who? to Bill. Like who, be, who would Mac Josh call? Ma- Josh McDaniels. McDaniels, Sarkeesian. Bill O'B. Maybe. 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 Bob too, but I mean, I would think I, I, I would think that that he talks to talk to Josh, you know. I don't know. I, I've been saying all year, like, do, do you guys think? And I know that like there's these wild, crazy rumors on Twitter now about Mac asking for a trade. Like we talked about this like halfway through the year, the way it was going, he was so unhappy. Um, th- I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. He's like, you know, I, like I know you got to fix this offense. You know, fix it without me. You know, Derek Carr's now gone. Does Josh want him back? They, I mean, they spent a lot of time hugging in Vegas, right? Yeah. I like. I just. I don't think anything's off the table. If you're asking me, do I do I think any of these things are going to happen? My, I'm going to go with logic. I'm going to take the field. Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't think the odds are. You know what is it? It's more probable than not. Like I, I don't think that he'll go anywhere. He's got. He's going into his third season. I think the organization's got to do whatever it can to get him back on track and figure out if he's the guy that's going to be worth that fifth-year option after the, the 23 season. I think that's probably the way it'll, it'll unfold. Yeah. Mac Jones is back, and we'll see what happens. But I don't rule anything out. I don't. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get some calls and emails. We've got to hurry because even though the oh, Patriots yeah. are involved, we still have playoff yeah, picks. Not as many Big picks, weekend. so we don't have to hurry as much. Yeah. It's a super wild card weekend. Super wild card. Super I'm, I'm wild excited. Card. I mean, although a lot of the Bad, games yeah. are dogs. I'm, I'm, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to the divisional round week, but yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about it. I mean, so. quarterbacks Plus, aren't playing. Will's got a game at 3 o'clock what on the, Sunday. I was like, what, what are we, we doing? Yeah. We, all right, I that's find, a good time to miss, though, I think. I finally got a chance to watch the playoffs, yeah. and now yeah. this. I, I think that's a good time. I, I, gotta gotta, watch a I finally eight. got a chance yeah. to I gotta watch I got to watch a 1-18. and 18. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, let's get to the ace ticket hotline. Willie's in Philly. No, what's offense, up, William? Will. Hey, what's going on, Fred? Hey. Oh, Deuce. Tamara, how y'all doing? Oh, you, you left Evan out, and Tamara left. Yeah. I, said, I said Evan. Dude. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear him. I ain't going to forget Evan. You know <laughs> I'm a fan of him. I ain't gonna never forget him. Okay, thank oh, you. He made, he made up thank for you. it. Thank you. Yeah, big time. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Hey um, my question is this: well, Matt McNamee, if I'm Mr. Kraft, I'm not waiting for Bill. I, I'm just not. I'm getting on the phone. I'm calling Bill O'Brien. I'm going to try to make the trade for Hopkins. I'm not waiting for him because you gotta get this done. Hey, hey, you know all this waiting around and stuff. I mean, you're doing. We want to see. We want to see progress. You know the fans. Pages unfiltered and so on and so on. Even the owner himself. You know, I'm I'm not waiting for that. I'm just not. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. think that's. I mean, that's the fear of coming out of this. No, it's going to be good. He's going to make changes, and I'm like, well, all right, we'll see you in April. Like, what's going to happen? Well, you know, then the conversation was, uh, here are the changes you're going to make, Bill. Yeah, you know, I I, I don't see it going like that. But I hear you, William. You got to move fast. You know, yes, sir. You don't yes. have to move. Okay. 
that fast. Just by the combine, okay? right? It's been, yeah. it's been. Well, I just think that this we we <laughs> as fans, and I totally totally understand, but we as fans want this instant gratification of heads are rolling and we're hiring new guys and things like that. Like this, se- the season's not even dead See, for a week yet. Yeah, like, I, I would say that that's true right now, but. The longer you wait, I think it becomes like free agency, and that's the way the Patriots almost always approach yeah. free agency. Wait for the value. Let the dumb teams spend all the money and get the good players. We'll and just wait around and get the mediocre ones for half the price. We'll sign time, my comrade. But I, I'm saying if, if there's someone you want, move. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you're not exactly. sold on anyone, okay. Wait yeah. till the combine, but I, I'm not saying wait. To, I'm right. not saying you have to wait. I'm just saying you know it's been a couple of days. Like yeah. it, you know, oh, we're, yeah. we're not we're not. Yeah, we're, we're not at the point now. Yeah. I mean, right. and you know, like, what if they say to Bill O'Brien, "Listen, make us a promise. Just come to us. Give us a chance to, you know, have the right of first refusal." Oh, I don't want that. No, I know. Do I want Bill O'Brien to be my offensive coordinator? Yeah. Then no, contact but, him. No, yeah. but like, like. Obviously, if he wants, if he, he says, "Yeah, I, you know, I'd like to be your OC, but I, I want to see if I can get a head coaching job." Okay, but come to us before you make any decisions. If you don't get a head coaching right, job, right. then come back. Right. Okay, that's yeah. fine. But yeah. if I want him to be your offensive coordinator, I don't want him to go out shopping to other teams no. and then come back to me. Yeah. I'll give you right. Yeah, I'm sure. Food. Like if it's an OC job, this is the place he wants to be. But like I said, like he he might think I might be able to get a head coaching gig. You know, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard his name like in any of these. No. no, not in the mix. I don't understand so why he's not in the mix, but I don't think he is. Maybe now that Jack Easterby's gone, he can <laughs> go back to Texas. Where is Jack Easterby? Does anyone else think that uh, Nick Casario kind of looks like that Iowa killer? <laughs> Have you seen that guy? I can't. Idaho. <laughs> I I'm just shocked that he still has. <laughs> is a it job. Idaho? Sorry, yeah, Idaho. I, Idaho and, and, and I mean it with no disrespect, what? but like I. I just don't know, like what it, that te- Texans roster is horrible. It's horrible, and I I, I, I don't know. Like Davis Mills? No, no neither does he. <laughs> I, they're, they're definitely drafting a quarterback, and like I don't know. Is well, that is that the guy you want to I make ask the decision? About that? You, you guys, uh, you guys are yeah. way smarter than me. <laughs> about that, Sh- is Chicago really going to take Bryce Young? I think they, 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 like is that he a dis- said I would have to be blown away. Like he didn't rule it out. Yeah, he did a best thing trading that pick. Who said that? Uh, I think the, the uh, Ryan Pulse, Ryan Pulse. James. They are okay. trading that pick. Like, so just, no, they're not going to. He didn't say no, but he just I'd have to be blown. Okay, away. I just heard like some like I, I heard a I, I forget who it was. Someone said this is a, a some real uh, detailed conversations need to be had about whether or not they're going to. like nah. what like I definitely think you have to have the conversation. Sure, but I mean. They're trading the pick. I, I mean, I look at Justin Fields as kind of like these, you know, like Josh Allen and like he's got that Jalen, potential. Jalen yeah. Hurts, yeah. like couple years, really good athlete, runs around, makes some plays, little wild, little erratic in the pat. Yeah, and then you get him like three, four years in, and I was like, whoa, we got something here. Like that's how I'd be looking at Justin Fields based off of last season, and you want to talk about a lack of talent around you? Yeah, Nikhil Harry. They had nothing. Yeah, Darnell yeah. Mooney is their best receiver. Yeah. Like you give him a couple of receivers, and maybe you know I don't know an offensive line that might be able to, you know, prevent him from running for his life on every play. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, and it's even more skewed because we saw Justin Fields here play I his know. best game. And of I'm the trying season. not to I, use no, that because I know right. they no, only won still, three games. No, you're still right though. But like we, I mean, we saw him do it. You know, against I mean I have respect for the Patriots. But we want to talk about you know like 
they scored a lot of points in some of those games they lost. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to talk about Patrick Mahomes, like in college, and, and I'm not saying that 50 is the same as 25 or 30, whatever. But in the pros, that's kind of yeah. That that there's a correlation. Yeah. He there. got better. He did. You know? but, but he got better once they opened up the run package. Yeah, right. Like that. Once they started using the design quarterback runs, he got better. The two guys in the draft, Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud, those guys are natural throwers. Those guys are pocket yeah. passers and natural. I would worry about passers. Young, Bryce though. Young's he's small. really small. He's small. I, and I, another Alabama he's, quarterback. He's thin, but yeah. he's like six feet, six one. He's yeah, not. That's he's small. N- it's small, but I, I, it's not Kyler Murray. Like he's not. No, you it's, know. it's Bailey Zappi. Yeah, but he's obviously way yeah. more talented. I don't oh, know, man. Well. I, I'm not sold on Bryce Young. I think oh, I, I if you watch that game against K State, and oh, he's dropping dimes. I'm sold okay. on his. I'm sold on his ability. You can say that know. about Mac Jones too, but not <laughs> not <laughs> Mac Jones dropping dimes to Devontae Smith and <laughs> with no one within yeah, twenty yards. Right, like Bryce Young. That that Alabama offense, the skill players this year were they had a down year yeah. for skill players, and he's still put up insane numbers. He's He's a talented I'm not, kid. I think I'm he, sold on his ability. Yeah. I just I'm a little worried that he's kind of small. Yeah, I'm worried at one or two. You know, I mean, it's just that's yeah. where you're gonna have to take him, and there's right. gonna be a little bit of a question. There. I love C.J. Stroud too. I mean, do you go toe to toe with the Georgia defense like that in a in a big time bowl game? That's that takes some metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know he's got Marvin Harrison Juniors. I think between generational, the two of them, like, wide what do receiver, I know? But I would take Stroud over. Oh, I, w- I would it's take close. I would take Stroud. I think a lot yeah. of people would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go. You know, to and then maybe Lad McCaffrey there, uh, 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 McConkey. Will McConkey. he still be around? The third point? one. Yeah, let me tell you something. He's going to be good. <laughs> He's going to be good. I'm telling you right now, this Lad McConkey. When I when I get my claws into somebody, I'm usually you right. You know, you no one can, no one uncovers the, the walk-ons. There like was Freddy. there was the, the the day we had the last locker room day. There, there were some people wondering where Fred was. There Why was. Did, you didn't come there down. Was more to more maybe, than one you know, person asked me. Send the boys on their way. Give them a word of encouragement after a tough season. Yeah. Thank Matt Patricia. They didn't get the curse out of boys. Um, let's go to Chris with a T-I-A-N. Hey, Christian. Hey, I just want to make sure you guys, you know, send that card around so we can all sign it. Not even a way to send the money for the scratch. I, I agree. I agree, Christian. I agree. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Give him a little something for the effort. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh. I just want to thank uh, you guys again for this year. I was really negative uh, Tuesday, obviously, but um, the additions to, to the to the staff and everybody, Fred, have been great. Evan's been awesome. Um, Tamara and Alex have been great in the room, too. So it, it's it's really been good. And the past in the past, I just want to say the Logan Mankins episode oh, was awesome. It is awesome. Um, that story about uh, sprinting with Matt Light yeah. was, was hysterical. So <laughs> I encourage anybody to go listen to that. It was so worth it. Yeah, I mean, Be you guys ready. have done, what, 36 of them or something like that? It's wow. is that yeah. right? Yeah, thirty six. I haven't. 36. I haven't done anywhere near that. Yeah, thirty six of these already. So, I mean, you're going on a long trip or whatever. Um, this is great content. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know what Devin McCourty's going to decide, but I, I laid the groundwork <laughs> for one with him last week in the yeah. locker room on Monday. He's still not the yeah. past yet. You know? No, that's what I said. Soon, I don't. I don't know what he's going to decide. Yeah. But that, I, that's I said, why Fred went in the locker room was just yeah. to play. Yeah, he's just playing Paul. Seeds here. I, you retire. You retire. You're going. You oh, retire. So. And that was a question I had for you guys. Um, I'll leave you with this. Do you guys see, uh, obviously it looks like Devin and, and uh, Slater are going to retire. Um, do you see them following the steps of like Troy Brown and Gerard Mayo to, to potentially be on this coaching staff at some point? I uh, think I, I think if McCourty okay Thank you. thanks Chris I think if McCourty retires thanks, he's bro. going into broadcasting yeah, yeah. I think he's got he's going to have options look what his brother's doing yeah yeah I, I would could do a show together 20. I would say yeah. now Slater 
That could be. That's so I, a Jack Easterby, right? He yeah. could be the. the that's what the I was thinking with like, Slater. Yeah. Is like I, I think he's still doing the. Break he could be a, 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 an actual yeah. nice guy because yeah. yeah. the coaching <laughs> aspect. Obviously, we know about the hours and what what they have to give up, and he has he's got a family, and I, I don't know if he wants to necessarily do that, but. You don't, I don't think you need to put in the same amount of hours as a team chaplain as you have to do as a special teams coach, right? Just, so just talk to the guy. Still, you got to work yeah. weekends still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, still do the rah-rah <laughs> and still, you know, break it down in the locker room and, uh, you know, do all the addressing the team and stuff like that that he does sometimes when Bill asks him to. I, I, don't, I don't rule it out. Who do you see stepping up as leader? If, if both those guys were to retire, who are guys that you think would be looked to to be leaders well, going forward? Assuming on Andrews comes back. Because he got the hell beat out of him, he's still the leader. I think Bentley, um, quiet. He was a captain in college, you know. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Like seven times, three times. Yeah. I think Bentley uh, definitely. I think. What about? I mean, Meyer seems to be so happy-go-lucky. Quiet. But maybe he could step up if they're going to keep him, and he he could be a leader. Um, You know, maybe Duggar. Maybe Duggar. You know, I think Dietrich Wise, captain this year. That's a good one. He's got good energy. Yeah. Um, quarterback anyone he should be well he's a, i mean zappy he's a captain now yeah, they, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of guys that aren't captains yeah 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 um, like just a new a new and i think a new Duggar, somebody who's got that kind of leadership trait maybe you yeah. guys talk to duggar um obviously a lot more than i do um he's does quiet. he have is he quiet i don't know he's i mean i a little bit he's he starting does, to he feel himself a little bit as, more yeah. now but he doesn't come off to me as like i would say i mean judon's a little bit of a you know silly but He's got more of a how about Stevenson? Quiet, I was thinking about very him. quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Another very quiet, quiet guy. He See, I haven't really year. been in the locker room a whole lot. I mean, obviously, we had a couple of years where we weren't allowed in, um, but even this year, I haven't been in um, at all. So I don't really know these yeah. guys' personalities. I'm just is thinking of talent. I think great player, but super shy. I think he got like, a lot better this year. Though. Don't you feel like he got better? Like he just seemed like he was a little more just comfortable yeah. up there when yeah. you would, when we get. But yeah. uh, quick question for Evan: quick Any question. chance that the Patriots bring back the fullback? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think the, the to me the biggest area they missed the fullback in was short yardage. You know, third and one, and you're in shotgun. It just. Throw me nuts. Yeah, I think that would be largely dependent on what they do with their offense. Yeah. Right, Absolutely. but I, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a chance that they they bring back a fullback, and I think that would help them in, in short yardage, goal line. They had all sorts of trouble getting the ball into the end Look, zone. Not a lot went well for the Raiders this year on offense, right? But Josh Jacobs had the best year of his career by far. Yeah, yeah. because of Yak. I didn't well, say was, I didn't well, say it was scheme. because well, of that. But, I just said. But yeah. Devlin gave a shout out to Yak. Yeah, for for the work he was doing. Mentioned Yuschek. I mean, you know, Jacobs had like 1,500 yards, right? Yeah. yeah. He led the league, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back, <coughs> excuse me, to the phone. Oh, Gerard Mayo's got a head coaching interview. Conquian. Denver. Carolina Panthers. Carolina. Requested permission to interview Patriots inside linebackers coach well, Gerard I, well, More Mayo. so, as I said before. Now that would get you the yeah, compensation. Yeah, but mm. now I'm like, okay, Gerard, like. Why are you a head coach candidate? You know, like, and don't talk to, to me about Putnam. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> like, you have to poo-poo. I mean, our, you just did this whole thing about Matt Patricia, and now you're crapping all. No, we have to, we have to thank Matt Patricia, but we have to rip. I Gerard just want to know. I just want to know, like, and his words. What did he yeah. do? Yeah. Well, everybody's yeah. got questions. I think in an interview, but I, um, yeah. I mean, he's been around for a while. Uh, James is in Georgia. What's up, James? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I just want to thank you guys. Um, Paul, oh, Eagles too. all the good words you put in for Jacoby. Oh, I, I love Make sure you guys understand that 
I listen to the Joe show Price. to get the informed information that you guys. But I say you guys are an informatively entertaining crew. I like the new additions. You guys are great. I appreciate all the support you give Jacoby Myers. Is this and Mr. Myers? We hope that. Yes, it is. Oh, hey, how you is. doing? All right. Yeah, all right. and yeah. and uh, James, I, I do. You know, Evan and I had a chance to talk to Jacoby for a second. Uh, on Monday, and I did tell him, I said, hey, make sure you say hey to your dad. Um, <laughs> because, quite frankly, we don't have a lot of parents that listen to our show and, and understand what we're doing. Um, and okay. you have, right from the first time that you listen to us, and we do appreciate that support. And uh, we wish, I, I hope Jacoby's back. We all hope yeah. Jacoby's back. We all do. Um, but I wish him a lot of luck because he deserves it. He's worked hard to get where he is, and he deserves to uh, to get yep. rewarded for that. He sure has. He's gonna get that uh, bag, James. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I emailed you, Mister Myers. If you want to, I got a bunch of game days with that uh, Jacoby on the cover. You want me to send them to you? Just uh, let me know. I'll got I got them hey, to you. Everything you guys got, I take because you know, as you know, when I'm at the game, all I do is videotape every time he goes out so, <laughs> oh, listen so, i would be too know, man I understand right yeah and i understand what those parents in buffalo went through mm. because whenever kobe went in the blue tent it kind of changed the whole feel of watching the game that. because now my attention is on the tent i hear you know yeah. but but on a good note i appreciate you guys and we appreciate the support i just want to say happy new year's and you know, let's keep it coming. Well, thank you. Hope thank to see you. you next year. Thanks for calling. All right. Thank, thank you, James. Mr. Myers. Have a great one. All right. Thank you. There, That's there awesome. You go. Like, that, is I, and, and I, that is great. I can't even express how much I appreciate that, like, as a show. Now, I'm not talking individually. I'm talking as a show. To have, you know, and we, we get followed by a lot of parents on Twitter, and they like stuff that we do a lot. And you sort of, you know, understand that because, you know, you write something that, like we talk about the good and the bad on this show. We don't just tell you how everything is great. We've talked a lot about how we love Jacoby Myers, but we think they need a number one receiver. Yeah. And there's the guy's father sitting there appreciating the support. You know, he could sit there and say, "Well, why don't they think my son's worthy of?" <laughs> do-? You know, like he could absolutely do it that way. It's what I would do if, if it was my son. You know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be calling into the show or anything and ripping anybody. And God eh. bless the show if you did. <laughs> like that would be like Coming you know hot. like like maybe a certain former quarterback's father would do. <laughs> um, <laughs> That would be Tom Brady's father, in uh, case Drew, anybody didn't oh, know I, what I was I didn't know if you were going to say Drew's dad. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I really appreciate what, that uh, kind of support. Good stuff well, I, well, what, but what did Jacoby say to you guys? Because I was on the outskirts of it, and I heard him being like, my dad, he's always just like laughing. He, he like, goes, he laughs at you guys. He loves the show. And uh, and Evan said something like, you know, I just started doing the show. I go, yeah, he's the exes and those guys. And Jacoby goes, everybody's got to know their role. <laughs> Everybody has a role. That's right. Do yeah. your job. I said, yeah. yeah, he's breaking down film. We're the funny guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he... Um, Jacoby is arguably one of the better homegrown wide receiver talents they've had of yeah. the Belichick era. Just from a statistical perspective, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Gronk and, and Edelman ha- and Deion Branch are in that category, but uh, Jacoby Myers right there with all of them in terms of production in, in his time with the Patriots and yeah. UDFA should have gotten drafted. I'm not just saying that just because he's a Patriot. He, he should have gotten drafted uh, and he went undrafted and uh, just fit in like a glove here instantly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel I, they, they ought to pay him. I, 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 I just want him to get paid. I'd love if it was here, I, but I, I love the player more than I care about him being paid. I just feel a special connection with him because – 
it's when I started here. And the kind of like the look on his face as an undrafted free agent was kind of the look I had on like, whoa, what is going on here? So I think you just always feel a, you know, a connection with those kind of guys. So I He's so consistent. He's consistent, and tough catches. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. remember when he hadn't had a touchdown and now, you know, yeah. now he's got a few. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, just a, a great guy. And I, like, like I said, I just want the best for him. And if it's, it'd be great if it was here and I'd love to continue to, you know, grow this relationship with him. But yeah. if it isn't. You know, you've made like a great imprint on an organization. And I hate to bring it up. Sorry, Mr. Myers. But the play in Vegas happens. And yet yeah. that's not his legacy here. That's a great here. point. No. That's a great right? Point. Like, you know, yep. it's, he's not. Nobody's even talking about that. Well, he did that. We're going right. to get rid right. of him. Because no. he's just made such a positive yep. imprint on the field, off the field uh, here in New England that players, you know, mistakes happen, you know, things happen. And that doesn't, ha- that's not his legacy. Yeah, it's also how you handle it too. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, and I hear what Mr. Myers is talking about when, you know, you're watching your kid play and, and it gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's geez. like it, all of a sudden, yeah. like it sucks the joy out. And now all you care about is your kid. Yeah. You and, know? and that was what Jacoby also said kind of in his little wrap up around his locker was just I've been kind of hurt all year and I just can't wait to get away and get healthy. Yeah. Finally, it was it was a tough year for him to, to battle through, not just physically, but as you know, as Paul mentioned, emotionally getting over all that. And he That's battled. Like, he did. He did. He, he, he came back. He, I mean, look yeah. at the touchdown against Buffalo. I mean, he's, yeah. you know, right there at the end, big game coming through. I mean, we, you know, we, we harass a lot of these guys about this is a huge moment. This is a third down. You had a false start. You know, for for a guy like him, it's it's the other side. When, when it was on the line, you always got what you needed. Got those toes down. Uh, let's go to Courtney in New Jersey. What's up, Courtney? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, just wanted to talk about um, the, the idea of maybe a QB competition going into next year, you know, what are your, what are the chances you could see that potentially happening, whether that may be with Zappi, which, you know, had some good some moments, um, or maybe even bringing in, you know, someone else in the free agent market to compete, uh, to just kind of continue to spark maybe maybe a better offense going into the offseason. I mean, going into the new season. Yeah, how, what will be the first indication we will get to say, okay, it is it is a quarterback competition? Quick zappy reps in training camp? Like, well, I think if they sign somebody, oh, yeah. I don't. Think uh, I don't. Think, no, I don't. I don't yeah, think yeah, there'll yeah. be a legit competition yeah. if it's just so. Zappy just going going off of what we had in 2021 with with Cam. Yeah, Cam would. That was weird though. That was like, Cam would lead off every single period, so that gave that, the illusion yeah. that he was the starter because he was the first guy. But then Mac would go like 20 straight yeah. plays, yeah. right? To get and, the good look, right? And that's what. Uh, Cam did that thing with his father after he was released by the Patriots, and that's what he said. They've used me as an illusion because I let off every drill, but if you counted reps, Mac was out-repping me yeah. like 3-1. to one. Yep. And if they really want to give Zappy a look in training camp, that's that's how you would know. Okay. It, yep. Yep. And if you, Cam if you guys don't mind if I'd ask a second question. Um, yeah. You know how we always, and I've been following you guys for years. I'm, I actually played on the uh, played on the cliff at Texas Tech, but um, but but it always seems like with the Patriots, it seems like the the, the right thing to do is always in front of us, and then they'll always find the way to do something. <laughs> that's right. It's the temerity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like why? Listen to what he says. Yeah. Listen to what he does. You know, Fred. We always hear that from you. Yeah. Um, Courtney, you didn't so play defense at Texas Tech, did you? <laughs> uh, yes, I played cornerback. Oh <laughs> man. Everybody blames it all on you. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> no man, it's, that's a whole other story. Uh, you know, but, but, but the question really is that, in terms of Bill O'Brien and Cliff, you know, those are very obvious choices in their own regard. 
what is a very likelihood that something happens where these guys are, whether they're not available or they go somewhere else, and now we're really like, holy crap, like, you know, yeah. what are our real options are? That's what you know, I worry about if, you, if you drag your feet too right. long. It's a say it with me, offensive assistant. Like that's what they say. Some guy is going to come in and be the and oh, this is the guy, and you feel good. He knows offense, but it's he's like not getting sh- the title. It's a shell game. Yeah, you right. Know, this guy's yeah. over here. You also now, have that to. Guy's over there. It's also not even just O'Brien or Kingsbury because those guys are going to want to bring their own guys with them too. Yeah. And what it, are, are those guys now? You know, have a job already, oh, right? Right, right. So I like, think you need three guys, right? Yeah, so if you start to talk like. about, okay, O'Brien, he's probably okay. Maybe he's okay with Troy staying as the wide receivers coach or whatever, but he's probably going to want his own O line coach and his own tight ends coach, and like you know, you have your own staff, right? And in order to put your own staff together, you need to, that. That's a time crunch yeah. too, which yep. which yep. is easier if you pull Matt Patricia and put him back as the advisor, and then you kind of already have those two two of those jobs open. The question just receiver, running back, how you manage those. Yeah. Hey, Courtney, thanks for calling. And if uh, Kingsbury does end up being the guy, we yeah, expect yeah, to yeah, hear yeah, yeah. let, let Kiff, Cliff know he needs to let us know. Uh, uh, he, he hung uh, up on us. It's not going to be didn't. a source. I don't think he's going to be a source. Yeah, he, didn't, he didn't like it. He, <laughs> he, he didn't care for a comment you know, about Evan, the defense. Is that what a source I think is? He did. <laughs> I know, you, I know oh, you're fairly rolling. new here, Evan, but you'll find out over time, no matter what the subject is, there's somebody listening that's an expert. Like we could be talking about rocket science right now, and somebody from NASA will call. So this is <laughs> it's, probably it's a good time, Matt Patricia. This is probably a good time to break it to Evan too. He's not going to enjoy our off-season shows as much as no. he does the in-season. Oh no, shows. he's going to go nuts. He's yeah. going to go. So nuts. we talk. Too we much tend, silliness. Are you we ready tend, for the push-up contest? Right. We tend to get uh, <laughs> off on a rope. Off-topic, I think, would be a fair way to put it. Uh, quite easily in the off-season, yeah. I know that Good you'll just want to. Let's get back to the extra. <laughs> Do you see the drag route here? Is not <laughs> right, where it's supposed right. to be. The proper space. Like seven. On. I know, like but we're talking about movies. Running a running a drag route against zone. Come on. See. Last year we did three shows on Soap on a Rope. I mean, that was Soap of the Slot. Soap of the Slot. Soap on a Rope's a different thing. I know. (laughs) Don't get it started. We're going to go down that road. We're in the offseason. Brandon's in Atlanta. What's up, Brandon? Brandon's in Atlanta. Hey, Hey, what's up? You might get to go to the AFC Championship, Brandon. Yeah, this is my uh, first time calling into the show. You know, I usually call in the pregame or postgame show, so this is cool to, you know, be a part of this one. Um, so I kind of just had like a question to see if like y'all were agreeing in agreement with me how I'm thinking. So definitely hope that Jacoby comes back because I, I feel like even though he's young, I feel like he's also not only a locker room guy. I hope they bring KB back. Uh, Devontae Parker seems like he's a um, he's close to a one, but maybe not exactly your your true number one. And then of course Tyquan Thornton will be there. So and if I personally we're probably going to miss out on D-Hop, and I, I'll, I can live with that. But I was thinking in my personal, like, just, you know, diehard fandomship of this team, whether it's Mac, whether it's Bailey, whether it's somebody, anybody, I feel like the first thing we need to do is fix the offensive line because I don't care who you are. Even if you're Josh, Josh Allen or Mahomes, if you got 300-pound linemen in your face, no matter what you can do physically, it, you're, you're set up for failure. And I don't know if Patricia needs to be moved from that, too, because I know he's also the offensive line coach or whatever. But I just think that that's the first like thing that we need to do, whether it be free agency, whether it be um, the draft. I think the offensive line is the most important 
like aspect of what we need to fix in this offseason. I was wondering if y'all agree. I, I mean, it's up there. I mean, like if they ended up drafting a tackle with the 15th or 14th pick, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be shocked. Nope. Yeah, I wouldn't should. be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked either. Draft one, sign one. They should do both. Uh, yeah. Do you, what, I mean, do you think they'll have two new tackles next year or one? I mean, I, I assume that the two. interior think, three are going to stay, two. right? The interior three probably the same. Yep. So, I mean, we're talking about the tackle spot. It's just. I yeah. mean, you could maybe make an argument that they could bump the one you outside. I wouldn't. I, th- I like the way the in, the inside, yeah. the interior three are, but I agree with Evan. I think they need two tackles because I, think I don't could, think Trent Brown is someone you can rely no, on. No, he was faded down the stretch too. Was not good for the last month of the season, and I think that a guy that big, I think that that's conditioning and that kind of stuff comes into play late in the year. Mm-hmm. I, I just they need to draft one, sign one, in my opinion. And I think they should be first round pick, and I think they should be at the top of the tackle market in free agency too. Uh, there, there are going to be a couple of free agent tackles. Mike McGlinchey uh, is the big one that I, I've been focused on. Orlando Brown might, might not get paid by Kansas City. Uh, he's an option, especially if you're going to continue to be a power running team and get downhill on people. Uh, I, I don't see why how you don't address that full on. And also the way that they their blocking system this year. I mean, it was terrible. You know, they they get to the line of scrimmage and they made no adjustments ever. Like they they just sat there and, and and let it happen. I mean, the blitz that the Bills got them in on the first half, like that that should have been able to be picked up. Like Trent Brown is is looking around like blocking nobody. Uh, they got oh. the back over there, but they, they they just let a free runner just and yeah. he's right there up on the line of scrimmage. It's not like it was disguised or something like that. They didn't they, they didn't, didn't sl- adjust. They didn't adjust protection. Is that Mac though? I I think they took the I think they put the training wheels on it. I think the coaching staff said Never. we're not adjusting. Okay. All right. Never. But I, I, I don't know that for a fact. I, 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 tried, <laughs> I don't either. I'm just I, I tried to get some information about it, and the couple people that I asked in the locker room didn't even want to touch it, which tells me that it's it tells you. Where did yeah. I read? I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. No, one last thing, and I agree with everything Evan said and all of you say, but another thing, I don't care who comes in here, McGlinchey, Orlando Brown, please, somebody work on the discipline and stop jumping off sides, mm. stop moving pre-snap penalties. Yeah, they had a lot of those this year. When you don't oh trust your technique and you don't, like, you, you jump, right? Yeah. Like, it, you're you're trying to cheat. I mean, Trent Brown all year long. I like, think you that's probably could have gotten him for I think that's exactly what Trent Brown was doing all yeah. year. Oh, he yeah, got away with it a jump. lot. Oh, he did. But I think he felt like he How had a jump times snap During pound. the game, even here, that you're Brandon. Did Trent Brown just – I mean, he so was up ahead of the Did you guys see this this week? And I forget – this is like I just – like CTE. Like someone wrote something anonymously about what Evan alluded to with the change in the blocking schemes. And if they had the same blocking schemes as last year, they wouldn't have allowed half as many sacks. Hmm. So it sounds like something Bedard would say. <laughs> Could have been. Because him and Which, I are the only ones that talk about blocking <laughs> schemes around <laughs> here. So, but I But I thought he – it might have been in Bedard. He might have was quoting an anonymous, um, probably David Andrews, uh, an anon- anonymous player m- maybe lamenting the, the change. And that's why I say, like, and it could be four. Like, I think you're going to need an offensive coordinator, a quarterback's coach, and an offensive line coach. And you're probably going to need a tight ends coach too because I think Nick Cayley's going to go. That's a good one. So to Evan's point, if you want an offensive coordinator – you're probably going to want to give that guy a little latitude to bring in some of the guys to replace. Those are important jobs. Yeah. You know? 
Yep. And uh, the offensive line situation, I don't know, is Billy Yates an offensive line coach? I don't like, know. Like, is he good enough to I be? Know. I have no idea. And I'm not telling you he's no. not. I'm just asking. I, I just, I, and I would I, say, too, like, and when I, we were in Vegas, I was right near uh, Carm Brasillo with the Raiders now. And, and I don't, I don't want to say this because I've never been really near when Patricia was co- coaching the offensive line here or anything like that. But even with some of the footage from Dante last week that they were showing on the sidelines of just how much those guys know and how connected into the offense they are, and they know exactly what has to happen. I mean, just the way he would lay into guys, I mean, not even like yelling at them, just giving them coaching points. You, it gave me an appreciation for what a job that is as an offensive line coach and how just how connected it is to everything. It's not just like teaching guys how to block. It's about the whole offense. Yeah, and I make fun of Mike Lombardi a lot because of his boboism. But he said that before the season. Like that's why he didn't think that Patricia was really a legitimate candidate to call plays. He said you can't do both. Yeah, you can't be with your offensive line after every series going over what went right and what went wrong and the adjustments yeah. that are going to be need and and be worrying about talking to your quarterback and calling plays. <laughs> and what I, ended up happening was that David Andrews and actually James Ferentz, from what I've heard, ha- yes. had to take on a really big role on the sideline this year of basically running the offensive line huddle with Billy Yates. And uh, I think that you also look at quarterbacking when it when it comes to protection is all about problem solving right it's just okay you know they're showing me this look we're going to slide over here we're going to have the back pick this guy up and then i'm going to change this route so that i have somebody to get the ball to and if the quarterback can't get to the line of scrimmage and problem solve the equation then he's screwed and and so many times this year they just had guys running scot-free to the quarterback on blitzes because they get to the line of scrimmage. He'd point at the mic that they called in the huddle was the mic, and then they snap the ball, and the line is moving in the wrong direction. That's what I mean. Is it Mac? Yeah. Or how much of it is Mac? I just yeah. can't blame it on Mac because it's another one of those things that everybody told me was a strength of his at Alabama in his rookie season, that he was cerebral, that he understood these types of things, that he understood protections, and he understood how to get everybody blocked. And then all of a sudden this year, it, it, it's terrible. And, and so how, how did that just – you don't – your yeah. brain doesn't just stop working. Mm-hmm. Like, well, okay. CTE. Uh, uh, mine. Uh, uh, let's get to some emails. Um, we're going to do the picks pretty soon. But Dominic writes in. Says, I've heard a lot about how the offense changed from last year to this year to be more shotgun heavy and incorporate zone runs versus McDaniel's offense, which was more play action under center, gap run focused. Why do you all think we made this change? What, what was Belichick trying to accomplish with the switch? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Simplifying it, but there was easier ways to do it. They, they were trying to streamline it, try to play faster, try to simplify it so that guys – rookies and younger players and newer acquisitions like a Tyquan Thornton for example could defensive minded coaches could pick it up quicker and it obviously just didn't work they just didn't have an offense I mean it was just I think part of it was the coaches I mean it's like part of me just feels like you didn't have an offensive coordinator your offense didn't look coordinated in any sense of the word I mean it's like sounds oversimplified but that's really like what it comes down to they just were never on the same page Jeff in Somerville longtime listener uh, started listening in 07. Um, question, I've seen Evans' breakdowns of Mac under center versus shotgun, and a running narrative now is that they didn't put Mac in a position to succeed and were stupid to not put him under center more. I could swear during the offseason a big talking point was Mac wanted more shotgun and wasn't comfortable under center. Am I misremembering this? If that is actually what happened, shouldn't we be giving Mac a larger share of the blame uh, on this topic since the coaches would have given him what he wanted? Well, every time I, we talked to Mac about this, he told us that he 
ran the wing T in high school. So he was under center a lot in high school, even though he wasn't under center a lot at Alabama. I think there's some truth to it. You know, a lot of quarterbacks that come up now are no nobody in, in college runs under center. Okay, like no, no, none of these teams are under center. They're all in shotgun, and maybe there is some truth to that. But if you're going to be a shotgun team, then you have to find ways to then manipulate defense like play action from under center does, but from the shotgun. And that's really, to me, the biggest X's and O's thing that they missed the mark on this year was that, was that they were not able to be a team that schemed guys open from shotgun. So everything turned into, we're just going to hope that Devontae Parker wins on the outside and Mac Jones makes a great throw and, and we move the football. And they just didn't have the personnel that was good enough to execute that kind of offense. Like if you look at them from the splits wise, like under center, play action, motion, they're the Cincinnati Bengals. They're, they have play action, motion, uh, how much they're under center is exactly what the Bengals do. The Bengals have better players than you on offense. So they do it better than you do. And you're dead last in a lot of offensive categories because you were trying to be this gun offense spread system with lesser talent, and and it didn't work out. L from Wisconsin. So everyone seems to be thinking that Curran's report means we're getting a new OC. I didn't read it the same way. In fact, I don't think the report in any way says that Patricia won't be the OC. It says that changes will be made. Take away the O-line responsibility. That's a change. Change quarterback. Change quarterback who the uh, head coach clearly doesn't like. That's a change. And I'll continue to be worried until a change is actually announced. Finally, question for Fred. So he's saying a change could be anything, not necessarily an OC. Finally, question for Fred. Do you think we should fudge the rules and induct Patricia to the Patriots Hall of Fame right now? (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Well, we should have, have, you know, they have, like, the player, and they they have a contributor section. We should have, like, a little thank you section. Right. It's just, like, in the corner there. Just was up against it. Um, I'd rather have you just say thank you and uh, be on with it. uh, And please go back to three shows. If Wednesday doesn't work, maybe Monday or Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Why not Saturday? Why not Sunday? Friday's out of the question. Uh Spee says, it's so cool that Mr. Myers called in. How cool is it to have that connection to a player we all genuinely like and appreciate? Anyway, you guys touched on the nepotism issue regarding Steve earlier, but seem to disagree. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, we love you, Mr. Myers. Do you think that's at work? <laughs> what's that? What's that? Nepotism. I mean, oh, of course, it's everywhere in society. It happens in yeah. every industry and everything that there is. Like I don't like I and like I, and it's annoying and you don't have to like it, but I, I and don't. It, it's a, it is a way of life. It is. Um, for o- Oka in Tampa says uh, this question is for you, Fred. Earlier in the show, you were rattling off questions that you would ask Mayo, which got me thinking. What interview questions did you ask Deuce and Evan? And what were your first impressions of them? Thanks, guys, for all you do. <laughs> and we're on this to is the an interesting. Is that before or after well, your birthday? Yeah, but I, 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 well, I get just thrown right into the radio show. Yeah, it wasn't even an I mean, interview. I, I hired Deuce, but right, Deuce yeah. hired Evan. It's Paul. It's, it's Paul true. Perillo. We were, we were right <laughs> Paul here. Paul Perillo's coming in. And, yeah. and uh, when we had him in, we said we're going to go down and do the show. I yeah. want to see like yeah. how, how we handle the show. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. It was fun. I was uh, psyched myself up and. Uh, but I mean, we knew Evan. I mean, Evan was uh, well. He's that, already that's part of it too. Was. Is I I did not know Mike at all. I had never met Mike, and we knew Evan because Evan's been covering the Patriots for years. He's been around. Uh, you know, I didn't know him as well as I do now. But yeah. we've known how long? Like ten years? 
Maybe not that long. I mean, not I, that I go, long. I'd go back 10 years with you. I yeah, mean, I think we yeah, were on my, blog podcast our blog days, 11 and yes. 12. Yeah. Yes, I still was nervous. I, mean, I was some of those get the bloggers job. go back to the eighties. <laughs> <80s. laughs> we had good, we had good candidates. Like we did, the the, the we had like uh, a handful, and yeah, we had we had a good turnout for that job. Oh yeah, for Evan's job, sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thanks, yeah. guys. That was not nepo- <laughs> that was not <laughs> that nepotism. Was not, no, it was funny though. I was like, I think it, it's weird when I came in here on the radio show, and I like would tell my mom and my dad, and like I, I got in an interview, and now everyone, like I knew all my family was listening to how I did on the show. But the funny part was we got off the air and Paul Paul just turns to me like, so what happened sophomore year? And I'm like, it took me a second to process it. And then I realized like my stats in hockey, I only played, I think like 10 games my sophomore year. That would show up on hockey DB. I'm like, I am on now. And now I did, I did <laughs> a little research. <laughs> and he threw me off for a second. Then I was like, I blame my I blame my ex-girlfriend. He's like, yeah, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> I was like, I like that guy. <laughs> But I was kind of starstruck. I mean, you do that good work for you know research. Who's singing this? <laughs> no, that was me. Hey, play play another clip of that. that you're, you're singing that's that. Mike so. What? Yeah. That's uh, a Tom Brady always, song. Yeah. Wow. That was the ironically the by the time he season. came to work here, he hated Brady. <laughs> well, you know, he's the creator of the 28-3 team. Oh, he yeah. Oh, he knows of it. Of course. He knows it. But he didn't right. know I sing. One more call, and then we're going to get to the picks uh, for the playoffs. Uh, Andrew's in L.A. What's up, Andrew? What's up, boys? This is what I got to say. Is Tommy say and it. Lynn? No one got that reference. Yeah, it's Tommy <laughs> and Lynn, right? Oh, there you go. There you go. Hey, I got to do his podcast uh, coming up. Oh. Oh, you do? Yeah. I'll be listening for that. <laughs> All right, so I had one point, but then, like, while I was on the line, I added like three things to my notes. So to the previous guy that said that there was no reference to Patricia being gone, Felger has sources apparently in the building, and I'm assuming it's Paul. Saying it's not me. Patricia's gone. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not um, me, and I don't think Patricia's going anywhere. So even if it was me, I, that wouldn't be my I mean, uh, view. I've Don pe- could be back upstairs. I've right? heard people oh, saying okay. there's rumors that he's in hot, he's in demand. In several places, but nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Who's that in now? Canadian Patricia. Probably. He's not in demand. Oh, Please. Okay. I'm just telling Canadian you what I'm hearing. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe I we like should. It. Maybe we should one. thank him for taking one of those jobs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he does deserve. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Um, and one other thing. So I heard the same thing as you, Paul, on the mothership this week. That that blocking scheme was like so, if they had kept the old. Scheme, that Bedard must then, then Evan must be right. That must be a Bedardism. Yeah, because yeah. they they love them some Bedard, the and he's the only one that would talk would offensive to. line. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the big boy. Um, yeah, they would have half the penalties if they had their former blocking scheme. So I heard that too. But um, there is an OL coach available. Uh, he's from the Arizona Cardinals. He was fired this year uh, for an incident in Mexico City. <laughs> this, so no, this is interesting. The good coaches. Did you hear about this? Guys. I know well, the I guy got the, fired. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, evidently it was mistaken identity. It wasn't him. Oh, really? That's oh, the, that's the that. word. So now, is there a grievance being filed? I don't. I don't know. You know, who knows what's true? There's a lot of speculation going on, but that's the word right now. Is that guy is is fighting to clear his name, and it wasn't him. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, and they're probably still going to p- be paying him, huh? Andrew, good one. Thank you, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike just took it to the <laughs> took the next step there. 
Sneaky negative. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, Sneaky I mean, let's negative. face it. We're all thinking that with Cliff, right? <laughs> I mean, we I don't want to do another one of those 12 <laughs> so and 4s. We're, like, we're going to be the slog. first NFL team that has coaches that you don't have to pay. <laughs> Everybody, all I'm the just, other teams are paying our I'm coaches. waiting for them to hire Cliff. There's one coach that we have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> it's offensive assistant or something like that just so that it doesn't offset the yeah, language right. in his Cardinals yeah. contract. Right, yeah, right, right. All right. Blocking, um, blocking consultant. that time of the week. <laughs> We finished the regular season. So, Paul, let us know how that ended up. Okay. So, uh, another solid week to end it all. Uh, Freddie and Paul, 11-5. and five. Evan and Mike, 10-6. and six. Another solid week to finish it out. And uh, and that's a tricky week to pick, by the oh, way, yeah, that, that week 18. So, those are good records. Uh, with the spread, we weren't quite as good. Evan, 9-7, and seven, and the rest of us, 7-9. and nine. Yeah. So, um and not surprisingly, I had a losing record the last two weeks. I knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, but overall, uh, I am 175-94-2. and two. Mike drops two games yeah, back. Yeah, I got two. 173-96-2. Fred, 165-104-2. Evan was 113-61-1, which is basically tied with me in terms of winning percentage. So yeah. good job. You kept pace. <laughs> good job. What, what, what's it to 649 the winning pers- percentage uh, decimal point though like like 649 yeah but, think but, i didn't but, figure this oh, out he's, yeah he's but the man who, in the math but, but who's better <laughs> Base, uh, he said basically i'll check well we're both 649 i, I mean oh. I, yeah, i'll i'll look i'll look i'll look that up in a second availability is he wins <laughs> yeah, I, mean, oh, I, I picked the whole season go, right. but anyway i had to go to with the spread we don't need any we don't need any technicalities he didn't skip the tough weeks with the spread no technicalities he's needed 152 115 and four just a phenomenal wow record by me thank you, you, you did we had great. an emailer that uh wrote in about how much money you would have actually won it's not as much as you thought <laughs> that's good. well how do you know how much i would have put on the games well, to, uh, like he just speculated yeah. like if you you know i can go to the email at some point but yeah, uh, I still, yeah I i'm curious i'm curious because i because you know me i don't do too good with math <laughs> it's the same guy that um uh and analyzed the hart wilson index Oh, and he, fi- and he figured out what the key factors yeah, were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that guy knew like, his math. Yeah. He's like, a math guy. Like I'll Nan- get to that Like later. Nancy Wilson and Hart, the no, band? No. no. Andy Hart. Oh. It's the math? Wilson Hart index. Um, <laughs> so with the spread, 152, 115, and 4 for Paul. 133, 134, and 4 for Mike. Dang. 119, 148, and 4 for Fred. Oof. And Evan, 89, 83, and 3. Huh? Very solid record. Very solid. Good money, job. Dude. Excellent Make money. job. Make Excellent money. job. So that's how we finished. All right. So now we move to the playoffs, and we continue picking right through the Super Bowl. Uh, so we start with Saturday, two games. The first one's at 430 on Fox, in case anyone needs to know that. The 9-8 and eight Seahawks. Are at the thirteen and four forty niners. Niners by nine and a half. Niners by nine and a half. Um, all right, I'm up. Playoffs picks. Let's go. I'm going to take San Francisco to win. I'm going to take those points though. I think it's close. It's a division game. Um, even though I know what's at stake here, I'm going to take San Fran to win though. Yeah, I'm with Mike on this. It's weird when you play a divisional opponent again in the playoffs, third time in a season. So I think the the Hawks keep it close, but I take the 49ers in the game. Yeah, I am going to take San Francisco both ways. I think that they, as Matt Smith would say, they larrup <laughs> the overmatched Seahawks. Yeah, I'm even pa- with the third string quarterback. Paul is correct. Uh, the pick here is 49ers both ways. So uh, now we I go to uh, 
815 1915 on NBC. Uh the 10 and 7 Chargers are at the 9 and 8 Jaguars. Uh, this is your l- oh, no. Nope. I'm sorry, oh, oh, I lied. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, this is a uh, road favorite. The the lack by two and a half. Ooh, so a couple of new kids on the block. Welcome to the playoffs, Justin Herbert. New kids on the yeah, block. Yeah, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. Mm, I you know what? I'm gonna. I think Jacksonville's gonna fight hard, but I'm gonna take the Chargers on the road. I'll lay those points. I think they win by a field goal. I'm oh. taking the Chargers both ways. I think they. They cruise in this way. When Chargers both ways? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a little worried about the recklessness that uh, my boy Brandon Staley showed, but I think that they may have dodged a bullet, and I think these guys are going to play. Uh, and I'm not anticipating Jacksonville being quite ready for the moment. I don't think they looked like they were quite ready for the moment last Saturday night. Um, yeah. That's a team on the rise, though. They have some yeah. good players. I'm with the boys. I'm going to take the lack both ways. I think the debutante ball continues, and I think the that the Jaguars debutant. win this game uh, at home. I think Doug Peterson has a little bit of a coaching advantage uh, in this game, in a big game, uh, and I help, and he helps his quarterback through it. So I'm I'm sticking with Trevor Lawrence, and I think the Jaguars advance. I have a lot of belief in. Trevor Lawrence, I will say that. This, uh, okay. this is Al Michaels, by the way, on Saturday night on NBC. Oh, really? He's yes. back on NBC. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. How's that work? NBC. Yeah. Uh, now we move to Sunday. Uh, three games. The first one is on CBS. The 9-8 and eight Dolphins are at the 13-3 and three Bills. Dolphins, obviously, without Tua. Uh, Bills by 13. 13. I'm going to lay all of them. I'm going to take the Bills. I will lay 13. My question is, is it worse? Is it worse than it was for the Patriots last year? 30-point loss, um, but I think it'll be more than 13. Everybody didn't want to see the Patriots in the playoffs, <laughs> and now you get Skylar Thompson going into <laughs> Buffalo to lose by 30. You're welcome. Yep. All right? You're yep. welcome. Yep. Bills both ways. You have the Bills both ways? Um, Skylar Thompson. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills both. <laughs> I don't like laying 13 points in playoff games, but I will do it because of Skylar Thompson. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. And Bills would, and, and the Skylar Thompson-led Dolphins would have the same chance. By Bills the both ways. Um, 4.30 on Fox. The 9-7-1 Giants are at the 13-4 Vikings. Vikings by three. Mm, at home. So it's pick them. <sighs> I, I mean, I... I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick an upset here. I'm going to pick the Giants. Um, I just feel like that would be the, a fitting cap for Vikings kind of being up and down all year, and, and then they finally get in the playoffs, and, and they just lose uh, to a six seed. I'm going to take the Giants. I'm with Deuce. I had the exact same thought. Like th- This Vikings team has been fraudulent all year, and I feel like they get into the playoffs, and, and this is when it finally – the, the appropriate ending is losing yes. the, to Daniel Jones at home. Yes. <laughs> I think we all share a brain. I feel like exactly <laughs> the same way. Like you can't just win every close game. They're going to get a close game in the playoffs, and they're going to lose. Yep. I got the Giants, and I don't think much of the Giants. Nope, wow! No. Wow! My feeling here uh, is Vikings win this game. So I'm I'm picking the. Well, we all know you have a feel for the league. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picking the Vikings to win, and I'm you know fairly certain of it. So okay. all right, uh, eight fifteen once again on Embry Shuri. Uh, is this Al Michaels? Not too? not like, Al Michaels this time. No. Well, that's why he got the other one. Yeah. Uh, the ten and seven Ravens 
are at the 12 and 4 Bengals. Oh, how many? Bengals by eight and a half. Eight and a half. I'm not going to like my picks this week. Mm. I'm going to tell you that right now. Well, I, I definitely am picking the Bengals to win. Uh, it's just a question of if they put up enough of a fight. I don't think they do. I think the Bengals are uh, are going to start rolling. I'll take the Bengals and lay the points. Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals both ways. Joe Burrow saying that their championship window is his entire career so. is the best mic drop we've had all year. Oh, I do declare. <laughs> What'd you say the very number how, was? Very and a half? Eight and a half. Eight I'm going to take Cincinnati both ways, too. I don't like laying all these points that I'm doing, but I just don't really – you know, no Lamar – Maybe not even any Huntley. Like mm. I, I don't. I don't know how Baltimore scores enough points. I, I think they'll be game. I, you know, I think their defense will play hard, but at some point they'll fall behind by a couple of scores. The reality that the season's over will set in. And yeah, Cincinnati. Will I think if it was ten and a half, I'd take the points um, because I think you know division rival yeah. Ravens always play tough. They're never afraid. They'll hold them down, but they just won't score enough to win. But eight and a half, I'll take the hook. Mm. No, no, wait. I, I'll, I, you're laying the points. I heard you. What does that mean? <laughs> they have to win by more than, than uh, eight, and eight, eight and a half. Right. The Bengals. So, so laying, so you're the, laying points the points means you're covering. Yeah. So the bang- right. No, I'm not. Don't explain Who's it. You took the Bengals. You're laying the points. You're laying the I'm, eight and a half. They the, have to win by nine. I'm taking the Bengals both ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard your explanation. <laughs> That's what they do. Uh, real quick, I have an update, Ev. Your winning percentage was 64857. I rounded that to 649. Okay. Mine is six four nine four four. Oh, wow. I rounded it to six four nine. So Paul, Lazar ah. goes down. No. All right. But I'm glad that we came to got to the bottom. <laughs> that's of that. right. That's All right. right. <laughs> he was basically tied. I was a little bit. Hmm? Basically. All right. Um, well we're, we're both six forty nine. Like we're totally skipping over the Patriots. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come back to them <laughs> in the. So is the rest of the league. Yeah. Do we do preseason? Uh, and we go to Monday night on ESPN. Uh, 8-15, uh, the 12-5 and five Cowboys are at the 8-9 and nine Buccaneers. Here is your other road favorite. The, the Dallas Cowboys by two and a half. Two and a hay. All right. I know Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys, um, and, I, and I'm having a real hard time picking against the Bucs, but I, I, think I'm gonna, I think this is the first one. I'm going to take Dallas, and I'm going to lay the points. I'm taking Tom. I'm taking the Bucks. Really? And the main reason why I'm taking the Bucks is because the Cowboys have been playing some weird close games against bad teams lately. I'm not sure that they're 100% for real. And I just like Brady in a playoff game always. Wow, I, I yeah. just I, – I'll pick against him once he plays a real team. Sorry, Dell. I totally agree with you. Like, I, I spent the whole year – like, not the whole year. I spent, like, the last eight or ten weeks saying, I don't care who Tampa plays in the playoffs. I'm taking the other team. Like that, that that's just not a good team. They're not good. Right. And now they're up against Dallas. Twelve and three. A uh, twelve and five. Who has a good record but is playing like absolute crap. I I don't know what to do. <laughs> like I'm gonna take Dallas because I think they're better, but I'm gonna watch the game, I'm gonna root for Tom and I'm gonna root for the the Bucks to, to win this game and I, I don't have any faith whatsoever in Dallas, but yeah, I just think they're better. I was thinking of splitting the difference and taking the points, but Cowboys win. But screw it, Tampa, Tampa, both ways. Now, if if the Cowboys are one, are you know don't even win a game here, is their coach on the hot seat? Mm. Yeah, this can't fire the GM. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's his face says no, but you know you never know. Sean Payton. 
What, uh, yeah, what, if they get Sean Payton, yeah. I mean, that's different. Game of the weekend, which one Which one you're most excited to see? I'm not overly excited to watch any of those. Yeah. Um, maybe the Jacksonville Chargers one. A little interesting. Just yeah. It's like two teams that haven't really been there. Me too. Yeah. It stinks that Miami's not going to have Tua because that, that, uh, that, that uh, would have yeah. been worth yep. watching with yeah. Tua. Yep. Yeah. I don't Sorry, Skyler. All right. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, playbook is next with John Rook. Um, hope everyone enjoys Wild Card Weekend, and we'll be back on Tuesday to talk all about it. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.